Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to 66.6 The Horror. Lay down that bass line. Come and see me. Come and see me. Michael Myers Electricity's the word. Six, no guys. Mom, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Halloween so, six. Fuck yeah, man. Halloween. So Halloween actually, six six six. Halloween sixty six point six. Oh, wasn't there supposed to be a movie called Halloween six six six? This was this movie. This one. It was, it the was this one title. Yep. Okay. So uh, the curse. There's two versions of this movie, and both are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Vastly so, different. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Real quick, guys. Thumbs up, thumbs down for Halloween 6. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up for me, too. Here, we're back at it, boys. Oh. We're back at it. Yeah, so, we went from a real stinker yeah. to a pretty damn good movie. I like this one quite a that, bit. Not and, a lot of people do, and actually... It's crazy to me. There's there's certain things about it that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, but um, I, I definitely like this one. Yeah. And, yeah. So, we're, you're walking into the video store... You see the cover for this film. What does it do for you? Evil Eddie. <laughs> uh, Evil Eddie, you want to read off the... Uh, you do you want to read off the... You want to read off the... Can you uh, call me Evil Eddie better? Oh, yeah. It fits uh, perfectly for this. I think you're Evil Eddie better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. And yeah, that's, that's but, better than a better. Yeah. Evil Eddie, you want to read the, uh, the back of the box for us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, take a little read. For pulse-pounding suspense and relentless thrills... Nothing can match Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, the newest and most frightening chapter in the chilling Halloween series. In a single horrifying night, Michael Myers' mass reign of terror changed Halloween forever. Now, six years after he was presumed dead in a fire, Myers has returned to kill again, and this time there's no escape. As a homicidal fury builds to a spine-tingling climax, the long-hidden secrets of the screen's most maniacal murderer are revealed. With shocking results. Ah! Oh God. Really someone, liked it. Someone, someone is uh, is excited. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that and and the cover itself's really uh, ominous too. It's it's I I like it. You do? I I do too. I, yeah. I I have to say that this is one of my least favorite. To be honest. Get oh, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting Fuck divorced. Fuck you. Fuck are you talking about? I don't know. Something about. It. I mean, it's okay. I don't think it's terrible or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's just okay. Well, and and again, here we go. I mean, if you go back to '78. It's a high standard that the Halloween one and two, and you know, even into three and four that they've set up for. So, it is. I see where you're coming from. From what we've experienced, yeah. I mean, it's some big shoes to fill. Right? Michael Myers is wearing gloves in this. And he never wears gloves, so very inaccurate. However, that might be the man in black, too, because oh. the man in black does wear gloves. I don't, I don't it know. could be Will I'm Smith. Torn. Oh. I'm torn. So they kind Another of incorporated both, yeah. both things into the posters, what you're saying. Interesting. I love the reflection of Kara and the knife. That's really cool. Yeah. And 
I like the yeah. look of the mask. It looks like stone almost. It does. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I, I like the cover. Um, I think Halloween 5 was a little better in terms of cover. I oh. do too. Yeah, I think that, that yeah, of course, that's not the actual mask in the movie, but I think it's a yeah. better cover, better poster. I, I, what you just read, though, for the uh, the back of the VHS, the synopsis, it sounds like an intriguing movie to yeah. me. I think, yeah. you know, I, I would want to watch it. Uh, this was, again, another one that I didn't watch until a little bit later. Okay. You know, but yeah. uh, definitely, a, definitely a good one. Yeah, my conscious memory, I remember seeing this, the VHS. At the, at the Blockbuster or Primetime Video, whatever, and I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Because I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I think it was a really limited release. It wasn't out in theaters where I came, where I grew up. So yeah. my first experience seeing it was renting uh, the movie and being like, here we go. Fucking yeah. Halloween. Halloween, the revenge of Michael Myers. The curse of Michael Myers, rather. Sorry. <clears throat> That was awkward how you called it the revenge of Michael Myers. I know. We all I got know. quiet. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. We can cut that out later. Yeah. Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. So, uh, Eddie, why don't you start us off? All right. Why don't you talk to us about what this film does for you? Gotcha. So, I'm going to start off by saying I think that this is the first time we've had a repeat of Michael. We got George Wilbur returning. We weren't a big fan of him before, but I think this is the most menacing Michael has been yet. There's a lot of him. Yeah, in one, obviously, that's our favorite Michael. I think we could all agree on that. Mm. However, George, in this one, you get to see a little more Michael than you do probably any other film. He's in there pretty consistently. Uh, Paul Rudd kills it as Tommy. I love how they portrayed him as this obsessive guy. And obviously, if you were a kid and you had experienced it, you'd probably be obsessed over that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, effect on you. Yeah, but they don't portray him as this, uh, you know... Very extremely good guy. He's kind of sleazy acting. He's uh he's weird. They don't portray him as you know this heroic Doctor Phallus type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He does watch uh, Kara from across the street in his uh, window. Yeah, but um, and I think I saw yeah. a peen. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Phallus would bust through that, that door like with his cock first. Yeah, like, he would open it with just a big boner, like plunging through the door. But be a, no, to- Tommy knock, Doyle knock, knock with a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Tommy Doyle. He he subtly spies on her using the biggest fucking telescope in the fucking world. <laughs> he can see her and he can see Mars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, Pleasant, rest in peace. That was his last performance ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, performance. Amazing performance. Yeah, really, great. you get to see multiple layers of him enjoying retirement, happy, and then Brought right back into the horror. He's very much retired. <laughs> yeah, he, he sounds like he's about to die in this one. Yeah, he, he does. Sorry, yeah. yeah, but I mean, he's a trooper. He, he is back. a trooper. Yeah. Now this is a very '90s film too. The music, though, I'm not a, I'm not huge on the music. This is my least favorite of the scores. Why did did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, number one, I could do without the guitars. The pound cake. Uh, is that the Van Halen song with yeah. the drill sounds? Uh, I, 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 so here's where I'm at on the producer's cut. Not a big fan of it. I've watched documentaries about this, and a lot of the people that were part of this said that the producer's cut is so much better. Bullshit. This movie got a bad rap, so now, of course, they're going to say that. Yeah. That uh, if, if they got it their way. 
No, they didn't get it their way because it wasn't nearly as good. I, Michael's a puppet. It's not even scary. He's not scary in that one because he's just a puppet. He's always just like kind of like almost like a photobomb. He's just there. He just like accidentally <laughs> got in the phrase uh, a lot of times. I, I, and they showed that flashback of them throwing him in the back of the van in, from Halloween 5. It's awful. Yeah. Um, not a fan at all. I, I'm not going to say I hated it. I, I'm glad we got it. It's If you're a Halloween fan and you get anything... That's good. It's another perspective sure. on it. I'm happy we got it, but like a lot of characters, I like how they settle up from the novel. Mrs. Blankenship kind of told the story, the prologue from the Halloween book, but love the characters. I, I fucking love this movie, so. Second I, movie I saw. Yeah, I, I'm going to say something about the uh, Mrs. Blankenship again. I think that's really cool that she kind of ties in some of the prologue from that. It's the original novel from the, the John Carpenter's Halloween from 78. Yeah. And, Richard and, Curtis. Right, and, and that's, so that's the only time that you really hear anything to do with that in any of the movies, about the curse, Samhain curse and everything. And yeah. it's, just, it's just really cool that they tie that in, so I do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. The people who made Five had no idea what they were going to do. They got some guy to come in and make it all tie in together. He did absolutely the best he could with what he had. I think yeah. so. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah, uh, let's hear from uh, Hooligan. Yeah, yeah, Hooligan. sure. Um, so <laughs> I uh, I have to respectfully disagree on the score and the music. I think the music's awesome in this movie. <laughs> I really do. I like the use of, uh, like, that dissonant, uh, like, reverb uh, guitar. It's, like, so 90s-sounding. <laughs> so many movies had that. And, uh, I actually really liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. And it's Alan Howarth again. I think he kills it. Did a good job. Yeah. I like the cinematography of this one. I think it's a good-looking movie. Uh, you know, you heard me talk about Halloween One uh, that has kind of like that dark bluish like hue to it, like a tone. Uh, this one kind of has that as well. It's just a good-looking movie, I think. Um, I like Michael in this one. I think the mask is super kick-ass, uh, especially when we were given these pieces of shit. <laughs> four and five so I really do like this mask I think it's cool I think George Wilbur does a really good job uh, in this version he is menacing in four I don't know what the hell was going on there with the shoulder pads and the surprised eyebrows look I don't know man it worked a lot better this time <laughs> yeah man it's uh, it's really really good in this one so Michael's is awesome I, I think Paul Rudd does a fucking kick ass job in this uh, Paul Rudd did not like this movie. He called it a piece of shit, and he's pretty much only done comedies since. Yeah, he's kind of distanced himself from this movie a little Yeah, bit. so, I don't know. Kind of crazy. I like the story a lot in this movie about Jamie Lloyd having a baby. The baby gets found by Tommy Doyle and, and so on and so forth. I thought that was really cool. Minus all the Cult of Thorn shit. Uh, I don't need that. It's unnecessary. Do I dislike it? No. I like the, the lore of the Cult of Thorn thing, mm -hmm. but... Unnecessary, man. Save it for like a fucking comic book series or something. You know, that's how. That's at least how I feel. But what did you think about the Michael Myers rape scene? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and the that's producer's strange shit. I'm actually, uh, right. I'm coming up uh, to the, my dislikes here. Oh, second. Whoa, gotcha. so that's part of that. What? That wasn't part of your likes? No, no, it's kind of kind of <laughs> weird. But I do. <laughs> I'll come back to that in a sec. Uh, Donald Pleasance is Loomis again. That uh, you know, last last time he plays the role, does a great job in that. Has no scars on his face. I guess he's uh, had some serious plastic surgery, so good for him. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, my last, my last like of the film, and I know you guys are going to agree with me, fucking Barry Sims. Barry Sims! <laughs> yeah, man. Barry Sims, what an awesome dude. I wish we could have had a whole movie about old Barry Sims and, and his... Uh, his show, his radio show. He was a real dick. Back yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he has a, uh, when he has Tim 
and uh, Beth up there, and he's asking him questions. He's like, hey, Tim, I bet she's a real, you know, like, wildcat in the sack, or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, man, I'm about to kick your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa, I bet she wears crotchless panties and box like a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, he that's, that's like, the line. Really? That's what you just said in front of this crowd of people? I mean, goodness sakes, uh, that's kind of some weird shit. Yeah, but and, and if you want to get a hold of Barry, uh, I think it's 1-800-YOU-SUCK. It's <laughs> phone number, according to the train station. Wow, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I like me some Barry Sims. Some dislikes. Uh, the intro. I think the intro is crap on this one. Uh, it basically just dives right into Jamie Lloyd being wheeled on a gurney through these weird, like, industrial hallways in a basement or, like, a warehouse thing, and then uh, Michael comes in there, and, and he's going to rape her, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, though, because when Michael enters the room... He, like, is looking forward, then he kind of cocks that head sideways, like, guess who's here? <laughs> my cock. You need, so, you, know, you need a little Michael in you. Yeah, you need a little Michael in you. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a weird scene. Don't really care for that. Uh, another thing I don't really like is the characters in this movie. I, I feel like they're just okay with, with Kara, Tim, Beth, all that stuff. I don't know. It didn't really do it for me. I like Tommy Doyle. I like that whole story and everything. Jamie Lloyd, I think it's cool that they have her in the movie. Uh, an older version of Jamie Lloyd, even though if you do the math on it, uh, if you do, like, the last movie was made in 89 when she's, like, nine years old, eight or nine years old, something like that. Yeah. And then this movie's made in 96. 95. I'm sorry, 95. This movie's made in 95. And so if you do the math, she's, like, you know, what, fucking 12 years old or something in this one? Yet the actress is in her 20s, so kind of weird. Yeah, it is It is strange. I don't know. And then another dislike would be the producer's cut. I just really don't care for that version. I'm glad we have it. Again, I think it's cool that there is an alternative version that we can watch, but yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. Uh, but I do like this movie all in all. I think it's a, it's really a good one, and, and yeah. it's not one you just watch one time. This is a repeat oh. watch for me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, but I don't know. That's what I think about it. Lynn Leatherface. Yeah. 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 What you got for me? Um, I love this movie. It's one of my favorites in the franchise for sure. I didn't see the producers cut up until just like recently. I'd heard about it, and when we started talking about, hey, let's do the Halloween franchise, I was like, well, I knew I'm gonna have to seek it out, and it was really easy to find. Now it's on Blu-ray for like six bucks. So anyway, yeah, I, I like the fact that there's two different versions of it, but I definitely just prefer the theatrical cut better. There's not not really much else to touch on besides what you guys did that I like. I mean, I I think this version of the mask and this Michael is one of my favorites. Some of the kill scenes in the theatrical uh, cut are fucking great. Um, I think Mr. Strode gets exactly what he deserves. He's a dick, but I fucking love it because you get it's this really interesting family dynamic, and you kind of get a taste of what life's likes in this Strode house and you feel really bad for Miss Strode and you hate to see those the kind of things happen to her because she plays such a good victim. Uh, the actress that plays her, can't, can't, can't think of her name, but she plays a really good victim. So I kind of like that family dynamic that they have going on there. I It has one of my favorite scenes in all the franchise, without a doubt, is whenever they're in the surgery room and it's the strobe lights. <laughs> And he's just fucking going to town with that huge <laughs> fucking knife. That huge surgical knife. I love that. That is one of my favorite scenes, like I said, in any of the franchises. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome scene. God. For sure. For sure. Or any of the installments, rather. Um, I just I just love that. And, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that they were able to get Pleasance in there for one last time. And, you know, he, he's great in this movie. He's, he's on that trifecta of the Mount Rushmore of the Halloween characters and so 
he's real important to have in there. If you if you can't have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael and all three of them together, it's great that he's there and he does a fantastic job. Yeah, Paul Byrd's character, it's very 90s. And so it's like, it's weird because I love this movie because it is so very 90s when he's on the computer and he's pulling up all this shit. Even though I'm not necessarily a huge fan of it, I just love looking back on it because it was very relevant at the time. But now looking back on it, I just love those old like Yahoo, GeoCities web pages and right. that kind of like early internet, like just web, web browsing that you would do. It's just, it's neat to look back on it now. Um, but back then it was very, very relevant. And yeah, I don't I don't so much mind the the cult of thorn stuff. Like I said, it works a bit more in this one than what they try to do with it in five. And I think that by now we're seven movies into this franchise. If you take three out, not having really anything to do with the the Myers plotline, I think they're trying to do some different things to introduce some fresh ideas. Didn't work in five. I think more of it works in six. For well, me, it's so brief. This is really the first film that it, actually kind of explains where they're going. Yeah, and I'm always fascinated with the cult leaders and cult lifestyles and what that's like. And so it's kind of an interesting take on on how they would, you know, get Michael to sort of uh, be the be the the face of this cult and uh, and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it kind of works. It, it doesn't make or break the film. Like I think you could actually go in and eliminate some of that stuff, and you'd still have a, a good movie. But yeah, I love the mask in this one. As a matter of fact, it's, it's again, on up there with my, one of my favorite masks in this franchise. So yeah, I, I, I don't have a ton bad to say about this. I kind of feel at the very end, there's some like questionable, like the movie jumps around in a weird way and it's like, if they could ever find a way or if someone's fucking clever enough, please do it. Figure out a way to make a Halloween six and a half and take some of the parts of the producer's cut and some of the parts of uh, the theatrical cut and kind of make it have a bit better flow. There are some things at the end that just jump around. I'm not a big fan of the rape scene. I think it's actually kind of icky. And as much as I love for, uh, fucking horror films and like scary, creepy stuff, that just doesn't set well with me at all. I just no, don't. I just don't. I just don't like it. Unnecessary. And yeah, well, it's just some good, some good things in there. Like when the little girls like it's raining red, it's raining red, oh, and then I love like that scene. That's yeah. a great scene, oh, yeah. and we get some different things that you haven't seen in some of the other movies in this one. They kind of introduce some. Some different things, so it's it's good for me. It all works. Um, I'm glad we got Pleasants one last time before he passed. Rest in peace. Um, and uh, yeah, Michael definitely cleans up in this one. Do we want to talk about kills now? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. There was 16 kills in this film, uh, and that's between the theatrical and the producer's cut. Right. Okay. 16 kills. Uh, my favorite kill of the movie would be. I'm, I would be surprised if you guys uh, say something different on this one, but John Strode. The, yeah. Uh, the head exploding uh, on the, is it the washer machine? Or yeah. Something? It's, well, it's like the electrical panel by the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, it's an uncharacteristic kind of brutal kill for Halloween. In yeah, this well, I, and I love the head exploding. Uh, John Strode was played by Bradford English, uh, and and he's that character that like you he's love to hate. fucking alcoholic <laughs> yeah. asshole, but it works so well. He slaps the <laughs> shit out of Carol. Come on, <laughs> Come on that's kind of justified. Yeah, she you, was... you brought up a good point about this, and it made me really rethink. I was yeah. like, yeah. She was just like saying, well, this house, you know, is enough to drive anyone mad. She has a and bastard child that she was probably yeah. sleeping around in college. and Yeah. 
fucking piece of shit. She was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> she was a real whore. She got what yeah. she deserved. Yeah, but he, he did slap the fuck oh, out of her. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love it when, when they walk outside and Tim's like, Hey, you cool? Alright, cool, let's go. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. It's tough, man. There's a lot of good kills in this movie. I like the, the, the scene when she's watching from a distance and she sees everything unfold from across the uh, way at, oh, at uh, yeah. Uh, the Myers house. Uh, the Myers house. Yeah. house. Mm. Yeah. And uh, fuck, I also like, again, the in the surgical room, that fucking yeah. just massacre. Oh, yeah. And Barry Sims' death, where he's all strung up by lights. There's so many. Oh, yeah. That is a really good one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you said there's 16 deaths? There are 16 kills. God damn. One. I think uh, all 16 of them were great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, they're so good. And, and you know what? I yet have a different kill um, Deborah Strode's death. When she's getting uh, chased through oh, the house. Shit. Oh, with hammer? And then, and then yeah. oh, the axe. The, the hatchet. Axe. The hatchet, yeah. rather. Yeah. 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 And when she notices it's gone, and then she's, you. I mean, the claustrophobia. real life yeah, shit. Yeah, you right can feel there. the presence without seeing him. It's like, it puts you yeah. in that scene. Yeah. Like, it's and like, I know there's an axe there, and then realizing it's not there. Like, I put myself, that's like real life, like, scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that they've been living there for a while now, and she runs in the backyard and runs straight into the fence. Like, oh shit, I totally forgot that fence is there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Really? That, it, that is all, that the is fence kinda was odd. there. Okay, yeah. I don't know. But, but no, nonetheless, very, very... Uh, you know, menacing kill. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Eddie, you got any trivia for us on this one? I do. Uh, so Beth, she was actually on the cover of Alice in Chains' Dirt. Killer it's, album. Yeah. And Alice in Chains, God, they put out the best song for this. It's the best song they never wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Full Shine On yeah. by Brother Kane. Uh, I love that song. Yeah, great song. I love that song. Howard Stern was originally supposed to play Barry. Um, you know what? I'm not disappointed that. Oh, I, do, I do love some Howard Stern. I, I, I do think too, the guy that plays Barry yeah, Sims. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, memorable. Yeah, um, Mrs. Blankenship is a reference to Minnie Blankenship. Let's go back to Halloween Three for a moment. Uh, Ellie says that when she's looking at her father's plan. You mean Papa's plan? Papa. She says, well, he had an appointment with Minnie Blankenship, and that's uh, referring to Mrs. Blankenship. I'll be damned. So, um... Nice little tie-in. Yeah, yeah. nice little tie-in. Three characters were recasted. Um, Jamie, Tommy, and Dr. Wind. So we get three people from previous films that are all recasted. Cool. Uh, John and Deborah Strode, uh, Kara's parents, they are named after John Carpenter and... Deborah Hill. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice. And for the first time, do you guys uh, know what the address is to the Michael Myers house? Six, six, six. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Uh, it's 45 Lampkin. It's, There's uh, no trivia about the uh, magical ruins that uh, Tommy uses to freeze Michael in his tracks at the end? There's nothing about that at all? Oh, that's sad. It's a weird thing. That was an extremely weird scene in the producer's cut. Yeah, when he he puts like the the stones in a circle and then Michael can't leave (laughs) the circle. It's like, what? What's crazy is the first time I saw this film, it was the producer's cut and I didn't realize it. Yeah. I didn't know that until later when we watched the theatrical. I was like, oh my God, this is way better. And and the funny thing is, I actually thought the producer's cut was just fine until I saw the theatrical and I was like, oh man, that's way better. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I I had no idea, but yeah, man. Cool. Well, you guys uh, ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to move on. So, uh, put a pin in six. Great, great movie. Yeah. So, and I'm thirsty. I could use some H two O. Oh, see what he did there? It's called a segue, kids. Ready? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
do skiddle do bum 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 Mr. Sandman, bring me some greed. What's it like? I pray for God's forgiveness. Okay, okay. Evil Eddie. Easy Eddie. Yeah, easy dude. Like, we weren't going there. Okay. He just loves it so much. He does. I'm not trying to get too philosophical on you guys, but what's this life for? Oh, fuck. I don't, you know, I don't know. What is this life for? <laughs> you it's for talking about Halloween. That's what it's for. Oh, Hey, you yes. know what? If you guys don't mind, let's talk about this this movie with arms wide open. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm stuck in my own prison, though. If Just... we're going to have this conversation, I'm going to need to get higher. Oh. Yeah. Well, can, can you, you take me? Can you take me? Can you take, me? Can you take, you take, take us, us higher? higher? <laughs> yeah. So that's what's this life for? Yeah. yeah. So we got quite a bit of bullets to go over. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that a Creed song? Is that, is that a reference? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right. You're going deep cuts on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> B sides and shit. Got, European like, bootlegs. Yeah. <laughs> European bootlegs. The Japanese version. <laughs> All right, guys. What do, what do we have here? We've got Lynn. We've got H two O. That's the name of it. H two O. Twenty years later. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down, boys. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Guys, this franchise is just on a fucking roll. You know, that's... One dislike so far? How <laughs> much longer? Yeah! Uh, I'll be surprised if we have another dislike. I don't think we will. Don't be too surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're you're opening the doors to your favorite video store. You go back to the horror section first. Immediately, a fucking, of course. You're looking for something different. You're thinking, no, I'm going to stay with Halloween. We see this box. Guys, where does it get you? Eddie, read it off for us. Yeah, yeah, read it off. Here we go. This smart and suspenseful thriller scares up a bone-chilling good time with original screen queen Jamie Lee Curtis and a high cast of hip young stars. Now the headmistress of a private school, Laurie Strode is still struggling with the horrifying 20-year-old memories of the maniacal killer Michael Myers when he suddenly reappears with a vengeance. And this Halloween, his terror will strike a whole new generation. Laurie's rebellious son, his girlfriend, and the school security guard will become Michael's newest victims unless Laurie can conquer her greatest fears and put evil in its place once and for all. The time has come again for you to experience the frightening fun of Halloween, the motion picture series that totally redefined terror. Yeah. Okay. It's whatever. It's. <laughs> I'd say it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. Um, what about the box itself? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the cover on this one is definitely whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that it would just have been the silhouette of his face and not have like the like yeah. it looks like a soap opera cast. Totally soap opera looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not absolutely. Not great. Not great on this. Or they could have even done something cool with like since it was twenty years, like a two, and like you know, I don't know. They they just they missed the mark. Yeah. They suck. Still intriguing though. I I will tell you guys, this was the second Halloween movie I ever watched. Okay. So yeah, to kind of just jump right in, some things that I, I liked about this movie. Uh, I think the intro is great on this one. It starts off with Mr. Sandman. Uh, they used that in Halloween 2, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that that was something that John Carpenter wanted to use in the first one. So I like that it starts off with Mr. Sandman. I like how it jumps right into the movie. So you start off seeing uh, Marion Chambers, or now Whittington, uh, but she was the nurse from the original film, and you see her getting home, and... Um, 
and she the house has been broken into, and it, you're already kind of like, oh, what's going on here? And then she gets uh, the kids from next door to help her out, or the kids in the street, Jimmy and Tony. Uh, Jimmy being Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I believe. was GGL. Yeah, one of his first films. I know yeah. he did Third Rock from the Sun before that. But anyways, love him in the movie. And it just jumps right into it. Uh, it takes 10 minutes and 30 seconds to actually get to the, the credits rolling for the intro. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty long first There's scene. There's a lot of pre-credits uh, going on there. Yeah, but it's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I love how it doesn't show Michael kill Jimmy and Tony. It shows, I believe it's Marion going in and seeing them dead. And like, skate to the face! Yeah, skate yeah. to the face, dude. That is badass, yeah. you know? Cool. And awesome. I think that, like, yeah, oh, it's just fucking great. Yeah. It is, it is. And and then once the credits start rolling in for it, I do like that kind of footage montage that you get of, like, uh, newspaper clippings and, and things like that. So The it, drawing it, of the mask. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool intro. I like it. I like the cinematography of this movie. It looks pretty, pretty sleek, pretty stylish. I think the music is good in this one. That was John Ottman that did the score for this. I think the music's pretty good. I love the story of this movie. I, I think it's really cool about Lori, how she moved away, changed her name, faked her death, so on and so forth, and, and so to get away from Michael. And uh, I, I think it's a really cool story. I like the characters of this film. Uh, you know, Lori is now Carrie Tate, so we call her uh, Carrie Lori. However you want to go Laurie about Carrie, it. Carrie, so she's two Laurie, characters, yeah. it's good. I like uh, her son John, her uh, lover, Will. Molly, Ronald, Charlie, Sarah. Uh, you know, there's there's less characters in this film, so I feel like there's better character development. You begin to like these characters. Yeah. And and the action picks up pretty quick on this one of Michael getting around killing. Uh, so even in that small amount of time, you learn to like these characters sure. pretty good. I like that. I like the setting in the Hillcrest Academy. I thought that was a, a pretty good one. I love LL Cool J in this movie, Ronald, <laughs> uh, and his dirty oh. romance novels. I mean, you know, how could you not love that? You know, it makes me want to go out and buy some dirty romance <laughs> novels and start reading them. Man, if I call up my girl on the phone and, and start reading that stuff, dude, I'm getting laid. It's yeah, a, you know what I'm saying? saying? And you know, well, it sounds like he was having struggles with that, though. She wasn't really digging it. Yeah, yeah, but you know. I don't know. I, I still like. He just it. wasn't doing it right. He wasn't doing it right. Yeah, he needs to get a little dirtier with it. You know? But do like that. Uh, I like the continuity from Halloween one and two, so it kind of skips over four, five, and six and jumps right in. It's almost like this is the third film of the Myers uh, storyline. So I thought that was cool. And my last thing that I that I just absolutely love about this movie is the um, the presence of Creed. I mean, you can't deny it. You can't deny that Creed just really makes this film. And if you get a chance, go check out that music video that, that also has footage from the movie. Oh, so oh, good. God, so good. So, so, so good. So yeah, weird. absolutely. <laughs> um, dislikes. The mask in this movie. Uh, well, or the three masks that they use in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, they had one mask that apparently a lot of people hated during the uh, screening, so they had to do some reshoots. They used a different mask. There was one scene that they, they just simply couldn't reshoot for some reason, and they had to use a computer-generated mask. It is just atrocious. It's absolutely awful. Uh, I don't dislike Michael in this movie necessarily, but I do not like the mask. As a matter of fact, though, you see a lot of uh, times that Michael is in the shadows of this movie, so you don't have to look at the mask. It's, it's uh, hard for them to get this mask right. I don't it's understand just, that. It makes you know, no I sense. Mean, here we are now, and it's we're... You know, seven movies, eight movies in, well, you know, that include Mike, whatever, and it's just like, not many of them have really nailed it. And the ones that that do, like, 
I don't know. The first two do, and then six, and then this this one you know, again misses the mark. So I don't know. It's, it's just very so strange. Hard to but, get right. but overall, it's a very cool movie, and uh, and I know it's one that that we hadn't, none of us had really seen in a while. So when we rewatched yeah. it, I know I know I remember with you guys, you were kind of going, I don't know if I liked that one, and we rewatched it, and it's like, ah, that was actually a pretty damn good movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out. Well, uh, Eddie, what do you think about it, man? Yeah, um, you know what? Eddie. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if I liked this movie, actually. Yeah, here's the thing. I had seen all the movies by the time I got to this. I was obsessed with Halloween when this came out. Uh, I was newly obsessed with Halloween. So I I had bought all the films, and I got to the theater, watched this as the first one I saw in the theater. I was a young kid when I saw it. I... Did not know what a retcon was and hated that they left out everything from, you know, four, five, six. Couldn't stand that. On a rewatch, I love it. I love it. It's, uh, honestly, it's like a very action-packed sequence, some drama plot, and then a big action-packed sequence and the end of the movie. It's a very short movie. It mm-hmm. flies. Uh, it's good pacing. Very, yeah. very good pacing. I mean, you, you blink and you miss some action. Yeah. I love Laurie. And Carrie in this movie. <laughs> Lori Carrie. Lori Carrie. Lori Carrie. Um, can't stand Josh Honnett. I, I I really can't stand He's a little bitch in this movie. <laughs> he really is. I, he, yeah. I don't mind him. He has no fight in him. But Molly has all the fight. Mm. His mother has all the fight. He's a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, the zero. He goes through zero. Uh, he gets stabbed. And and he can't fucking walk. His, his fucking girlfriend has to carry him. Fucking man up and just fucking walk it off. Yeah, I think God in some of the deleted it. scenes, she shoves one of his his own tampons in that <laughs> wound to help stop oh, the bleeding. Yeah. Not one of hers because she doesn't use them. No, no, yeah. she doesn't. He does though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I I do like Molly. I do like the uh, two friends. I really like yeah. them. Uh, I can't wait to talk about. Their deaths. I I fucking cannot stand the score of this movie. Um, it's, this, it's bittersweet, isn't it? It's like yeah. almost like a bittersweet symphony. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I think that was about the age when, you know, when the rock world said, you know what? How can we make this more... Oh. Um, Metallica just said, you know what? what yeah. What's the next step gonna be? Oh, we're gonna put a fucking symphony behind yeah, it. So many people were doing it. Like, yeah. the symphony thing was like Scorpions a huge, did it. huge, huge thing in this little time frame. Yeah, just Late everyone 90s, putting symphony. I'm not, I, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's my least favorite score thus far. At the very end, when you hear the original theme, that it, it feels like relief. You know, I have to comment on that really quick because that, yeah. that was one thing I said I did like about the movie. It's like in the in the very beginning, the music is fine. Like during the credits, the music's uh-huh. fine. And then the, the, the end credits is fine. But no, I actually do agree with you that I don't like all the symphonic music going yeah. on. Like it's too much. And in between. Uh, you yeah, you, you like it during that little um, montage where they show all the newspapers and Dr. Loomis. Yeah, I, I like that okay. I don't mm-hmm. like the rest of the, the, the music in the movie. Yeah, so I, I do agree with you on that. I, yeah. I cannot... I just cannot get behind flautist playing the fucking theme. <laughs> yeah. It just, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you get Hummingbird singing it. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, that would be like, Walt oh, that's Disney creative. presents H2O. <laughs> LL Cool J. Hell yeah. yeah. Love LL Cool J. That, you know what? Call him EL Cool J. Eddie loves 
Cool J. <laughs> uh, I fucking love LL Cool J as a fucking rapper. I love him as an actor. Yeah. I love him in this movie. I wish he would just remain dead because at the end of the movie, you, you know, you start getting that comic relief where he starts going, oh, babe, we're going to make a horror movie. People just died, you know? I know, and you respect. almost died. Yeah, you almost died. I, you I, don't I, have those type of reflections yeah. until well after you, like, go through something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? Maybe not. There didn't need to be any comic relief right there. Uh, yeah, Ronnie was great the whole movie until that part. Uh, I could do without that. I love the little um, improvised, comb your hair, telling that to Josh Harnett as he's... Uh, you know, sneaking out. Um, and yeah, comb your fucking hair, Josh Hunnett. Fucking, uh, I can't stand I think he's movie. a chronic cowlick problem. Oh, like, man. it's it's in all of his movies, too. This is my least favorite Michael. Uh, aside from the mask, which is not very good at all, this Michael just moves around. He doesn't have that Nick Castle feel to him. Yeah. Or the George Wilbur. Or really any of the other Michaels. He's my least favorite Michael at this point. I do love the ending. The, the beheading. So good. Yeah. Really, really good. All the way into the point that they ruin it in the next movie. <laughs> oh, God damn. Do I have some shit to say about the next movie? Um, good, because I don't have a damn thing to say about the next movie. <laughs> cool. You know what? You guys can just sit back and I'll just fucking <laughs> yell into this microphone. I don't like the title. Fucking stupid-ass title. Yeah. I can't stand H2O. Uh, just call it Halloween 20 years later. Yeah, uh, that works. Call it Halloween 7. I'm okay with that. Yeah, sure. That's all I got. It's a great movie overall. I love the pacing. It's, uh, it, I mean, you literally, you blink and you miss something. Yeah. And it's a very easy watch, so. Sure. Hey, Lynn, what do you have to say? Well, I'm going to start backwards. I, I do like the movie. I think the ending of this movie is one of my favorite in the whole franchise. Uh, I, I like how there's that sort of that touching moment with Michael and and Lori Carey. And <laughs> and I also like, too, whenever he comes to, like, he's panicking and grabbing for his face. Like, is my mask still on? It's, like, it's kind of a weird little, little side of him you don't see in, in the films. And I, I just think it works extremely well. I like when they, they take Halloween to a setting where the the school plays uh, almost like another character, like in two, like the hospital kind of plays its own like sort of character in the movie, like they're they're trapped in, and it's a great, great way to sort of bring Laurie Strode back as Laurie Carey, and that she's in witness protection program, she's the headmaster of this school, and what better uh, setting to have this sort of labyrinth that he can go around and kill people. They're kind of trapped in there in the middle of nowhere, and it works really well. So they did great with that. I love LL Cool J. It's the first time in the franchise they've kind of brought in a character like that that's like a well-known kind of musician and like comic relief. It's like a departure, but it works really well, and LL Cool J is fantastic in this movie. Though I, one thing that bothers me is that Michael has an opportunity to take him out very early on in the movie, potentially his biggest threat, and he just doesn't do it. And I think there's a few things that, that Michael does or doesn't do in this movie that are very uncharacteristic for him. He goes to the rest stop, and it's the mom and the, and the daughter in there. He doesn't kill him, which is kind of uncharacteristic, because usually he kind of anyone that's in his way is like, well, fuck it, you're, you're dead. So it's just weird, but, I mean, it doesn't take away from the film. And the fact that he doesn't take out the security guard, you know, potentially someone that could really stand in the way of his, his problems. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, I love Lori's sort of broken character in this one. She's definitely got her battles with, uh, especially 
drinking and this time of year conjures up a lot of emotion and you really get a sense of that. You really get a sense that she's trying to piece together somewhat of a normal life, but it's 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 still hard for her 20 years later. Um, and that she's had to result to going into witness protection, changing her name and doing all this. And I love that it's uh, another storyline. It kind of breaks away from anything that happened in, in 4, 5, and 6, and it kind of picks off where we're two left off or where one left off. So that that's neat because... Honestly, the the whole Jamie Lloyd plotline didn't do a lot for me. I mean, it's it's fine enough, but I, it's good to see Laurie Strode back in, in, in this movie and, and taken off and going back to where it's at. Uh, it's a shame that Donald Pleasance couldn't be around for, for yeah. one more trifecta of people. Uh, but a uh, neat moment with Laurie Carey in real life. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and her mom, yeah. I think that's kind of a cool little oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that is. It's a little neat little nod to Scream Queens there because her mom was in Psycho. I mean, it, it's it's great, man. I, I think that it does some different things uh, that you haven't seen before, and uh, but it also brings back some of the, the, the good things about the franchise that maybe it departed from. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm not a big fan of Josh Hart in, in this movie. I think he's kind of a puss. Um, yeah. And... and, and He's fine as an as an actor, I, I guess, but maybe maybe that's why I don't like him. He's, he did such a good job of making me a lot not like him. So sometimes, you know, that's just as effective. But yeah, uh, it's good, man. Uh, it's got some good kill scenes, which I think that we'll go ahead and jump into now because there is one in particular I think that we just go ahead and start off with. Yeah, that is oh, one yeah. of the most brutal in the franchise, and this girl really gets it bad. Yeah, you want to do you want to tell us about yeah, that? Yeah, about Sarah. God. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what is a kill count? Well, there's only seven. In there's only seven. So, yeah. that, which I again, kind of like. Again, bam, bam. This they, movie's quick and it's to the point. So right to the point. They kind of go back to the simplicity of the original, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when Sarah gets killed, Jody Lynn O'Keefe. It's it's a scary scene because she's trying to get away from Michael. There's that little uh, elevator. Uh, dumb waiter. Dumb waiter. Yeah. yeah. And so there, she's like basically she gets in there to try and get away from him, and and then basically he cuts the line. He, he stabs her first. Oh, he stabs her first, and then he cuts she the line. She just has a... She, she's going up. Gets it she's brutal, going man. up, and he's cutting that line. He's yeah. cutting that line. So when she gets in, she's trying to get out, it basically falls, and it amputates her leg. Which oh. is, I mean, it crushes and amputates her leg. Then he shows up, and he stabs her, like, four times. Yeah. I mean, it's like, man, what a terrible way to go. Terrible way to go, man. And for sure. Icing on the cake. He fucking makes a scene out of it. He does. Fucking... Covers her in light, similar to Barry. Yeah. In Halloween 6. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's God. definitely the best kill of the movie. I, I yeah. think you guys agree? I, I think yeah. so. There's yeah. bar none. Definitely the most yeah, emotional it's, it's, kill. There's not another movie in the franchise that really kind of left you. That's probably the longest part of the movie right there. Well, it's kind of it kind of reminiscent of back in, it was Halloween 5 when Jamie Lloyd is stuck in the laundry. It's like a laundry chute. Yeah. Laundry yeah. Chute. Kind of, She's stuck in there. It's kind of that, that, that claustrophobic, yeah. like trying to get away, but you, you only have so much space to move. And yeah. then... And then the worst happens. So yeah, man, that, that's a really good. And there's scene. there's a lot of little neat moments in this movie. Not to get too far off the kills. It, I mean, it, we have a little bit of time because there's not a ton of kills. But it's like little things where when Lori's running and she finds another closet to run into, she's like, "Fuck," you know, because like she she was already hiding in a closet before. And then in the first I, movie, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I like how she refers to him. She goes when someone says, "Who's that?" and she goes, "My brother." You know, it's just like you. I don't know. It's it's her saying that that is my brother and. 
little things that just work really well for this movie that I just... just I like that they do that because there there is continuity from the second movie. It's not just from off of the the first one. So it does incorporate some information that you find out in the second one, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, then he does the he does the sit up in this one too, and it's horrible. And it's not it's, it's not, not that that's one that they yeah. try to revive. He's getting um, older, you know. Yeah, his that, core, that core strength, strength is yeah. not quite there. Would you guys say that Jamie Lee Curtis is better in this one than two? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, she's well, more her hair is certainly sure. better in this <laughs> one. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah she's so, more dimensional. You know, yeah. like the, her character has some depth to her. You know, she's she's still struggling with this, and you see it. And whenever she's Telling her life story uh, to her boyfriend, you know, you you get a good sense that like, yeah, she's fucked up from those that stuff that happened to her. So a bit more complex character yeah, yeah. in this one. I have to touch on one thing too, and again, I, I'm going to mention this when we talk about David Gordon Green's Halloween 2018. I like the fact that Michael never got caught. You know, there was the fire. You assume he's dead, mm-hmm. and then in this one, he just shows up at Marion Chambers or Whittington, sorry, uh, yeah. her house, and like, so he's been he's been alive. And, and a free man the whole yeah. time and he's, he's back to kill and I think that, that is so scary because it's like the you, you don't know when he's gonna attack you don't know what he's been yeah. up to things like that and that's a good kill too because she's like about to scream and he's like yep. nope so that's another good kill and yeah. there's a lot of off camera kills in this movie like mm-hmm. the skate to the face there's a few other things that you just you see dead bodies you don't really see him killing but the ones that they do show are pretty good and I, and I do think that they should have killed off Josh Hartnett. Yeah. I do. I, I I think they should have killed him in this movie. Yeah. Or gave him a haircut. Yeah. Or fucking gave him a haircut. <laughs> yeah, buzz cut. You can't see that yeah. fucking cowlick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so a little trivia. You mentioned one that uh, Janet Lee appears in this uh, from Psycho. That is true. She does appear. She plays Carrie Laurie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the secretary. Also, you see her driving... The car from Psycho, and you hear the score from Psycho. Cool. Uh, the mask in the first major scene of the movie were Marion Chambers, or whatever the fuck her name is in this one. <laughs> she, uh, it's a mask from... Halloween 6. Yep. Yeah, oh. yeah, the mask from Halloween 6 should have been the mask of the whole yeah. fucking movie. Well, that was the thing I was reading about, that like people were unhappy with that mask, so they went back and made a new mask. That makes that zero sense. What the sense. fuck that is with... That mask is so good. This is a second time in a row. There was a screening. People didn't like it, so we changed it. You know, that's a... F- this is the second time we've gotten yeah. that. Tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the movie. Yeah. Make the movie you're going to make. Yeah. You guys know better than a bunch of... They said that in Halloween 6, there's a bunch of 14-year-old boys watching it, which I doubt. This yeah. was the 90s, not the 2000s. Yeah. Said that the movie was bad, so they recut all that shit. And now they're saying the mask. You know what? You, you fucking make films, make a fucking film. Right. And then show it to the world when you, when they see it. Exactly. Oh, Carpenter was asked to make this movie. He agreed, but they couldn't settle on a, a salary for it. So there you go. basically, we got... Who was the director? Directed by Steve Miner. Steve Miner. He actually has a cameo. He's a janitor. Yeah, I've got, I've got a little thing that I read. A little so nug? This, a little sum, sum. I can't remember the gentleman's name who was writing the script for this one, but he was writing it to uh, continue the Cult of Thorn storyline. Oh, And wow. then he got done with it. He turned it in. Unbeknownst to him, they were, uh, the producers uh, were talking to Jamie Lee Curtis about coming back. It was a kind of behind-the-scenes secret and uh, that came to fruition, so they made a totally different movie. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we could have had more storyline on the cult of 
of Thorn bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got this instead, so I'm happy for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, but you know what? Guys, I'm sorry I have to tell you this, maybe TMI, but I've got an erection for resurrection. Can <laughs> 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 we move on? Sad. Uh, yes. <laughs> Get some Okay. Alright. You guys recall in the very first episode I said we were gonna get somber with this. That's true. You did. We did we did say we were gonna get somber. Foreshadowing. Time to get somber. Time to talk real sad like. So guys, really. Unfortunately, this is uh, things are starting to take a turn for the worse here. Mm. This uh, this franchise uh, it was going so well. It was going extremely well. I was loving it. And then uh, we took a detour to the Halloween Resurrection, um, boys. In remembrance of this this film, uh, what do we give it? Thumbs up. I'm kidding. Thumbs down. Mm. I'm not kidding when I say thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs down for me yeah. too. Womp, womp, womp. Um, Agreeance that this is the worst film in the franchise? This might include all time for me. <laughs> all yeah. time? Worst movie oh, you've ever this seen? Could be, yeah. Not, yeah. Not of all t- maybe not the worst of all time, but uh, I don't know. It's a sad day in the Halloween franchise when this, yeah. this movie dropped in 2002. So let's take a trip to the video store, fellas. We're going to turn in our our giant VHS, VHS box of <coughs> H2O. There Did it is on the rewind? counter. rewind? No, you asshole. I never rewind, so stop fucking asking. Uh, and we're going to just keep going. We're going to keep keep going with this franchise. We're going to go check out Halloween Resurrection. All right. Read us the synopsis, Eddie. Original Halloween star Jamie Lee Curtis is back and joined by Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks in the terrifying Halloween Resurrection, the latest in this electrifying horror film series. The reality programmers at Dangertainment have selected Rudy, Bill, and a group of thrill-seeking teenagers to spend one fun-filled night in the childhood home of serial killer Michael Myers. But the planned live broadcast turns deadly when their evening of excitement becomes a night of horror as Michael himself decides to crash the party. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, if I never seen this movie, synopsis, not too bad. Cover, terrible. The uh, synopsis, it sounds like something I'd watch. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't sound terrible in the synopsis, I'll give it that. But if you look, the cover or the poster on this one... Is pretty much the exact same as the last one we just yeah. talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's almost identical to it. And you got to think Except that worse. You're, you're in time. I mean, it's another Halloween movie. I mean, they've got a great track record. So far, only one movie we've kind of shat on, and that was five. So this one's kind of like, why not? You know, yeah. the, the box art does not do anything for me. I'm not a big no. fan. Again, it's, it's much like the other one. So, I mean, okay. It's just like, it's just there. It exists. It doesn't do anything to make me want to watch it. It doesn't do anything to make me feel like... Yeah, this is going to be bad, right? It's just enough to get by. Yeah, for me, when I remember seeing the trailer for this uh, before a movie, at, at the movie theater, uh, and this was one that I was like, eh, I'm not going to go see that. It was a renter. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second one I saw in the theater. I mean, I saw H2O in the theater, yeah. and I saw this one. Me too. So, uh, I'll tell you what, Eddie, get us started. Tell us, tell us what you what you think about this one. All right. Um, it was bad. All right, hey, let's move on to the next movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> next. <laughs> okay, so basically, I know they're trying to keep up with the times. So I get it. I I get why they did this. It didn't work. Yeah. But. That's not the reason this movie's bad. There's no effort in this. This is absolutely fucking horrific. Yeah. This is just terrible. Number one, to rewrite the ending to Halloween H2O. What the fuck? If you <laughs> if you watch the movies back to back, yeah. there's no person that's surviving that. So right. the fact that it was some security guard that got his lyrics cut and was stuffed in a body bag with Michael Myers' attire is absolutely... Dumb. The guy it's was a, trying to fucking kill him. It's a reach. Yeah. It's a reach. Yeah, there's no way any human survives any of that. Mm. And especially if you see how fucking hard the van hits Michael as he hits him into the uh, fucking branch. No, that that doesn't fucking happen. I don't care if it's a movie. It doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> um, second of all, Lori's death. What the fuck? Michael's trying to kill her. Uh, I mean, he is literally trying to kill her. And then at the very end, she goes... I just have to make sure. And then she <laughs> goes to take the mask off, and uh, and well, you know, he kills her. Yeah, what? she wouldn't have gone out like that. Yeah, no, she would not no. have gone. He, he was trying to kill her. Who cares if it's not Michael? Fucking kill him. <laughs> it's like we watched Zero Dark Thirty uh, again. We've seen it before, and one thing, something about that movie that made me think of this one is like. So they when they're going in, they're raiding Bin Laden's compound. It's like they shot him. It's like even if it was a fucking headshot, you know what? Double tap. They shot him again once they were down, just to make sure they were fucking dead. Yes. And it made me think about this. It's like, you just gotta make sure, because this guy's kind of notorious for coming back. For coming back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and making no sense. <laughs> so, wow. Um, very fucking terrible. With Now let's get into the rest of the shitty movie. Mm. Hate the characters. You know what? There's only one character that I actually kind of liked was Tyra Banks' character. She's the only one that's somewhat likable. Every other character is one-dimensional in the worst way. Uh, the Michael, though, the mask's not really that bad. I wish we would have gotten this Michael in H2O. Mm. I think he was more authentic, and unfortunately he was just trashed in this movie. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. That yeah. I, I fucking hate. Seems about right. <laughs> I hate the fucking virgins that are helping this girl get through the house. What the fuck does that guy know about the house? He knows nothing about the house. He's never been to the house. He's probably in another state. But can I tell you a few of my favorite lines from the movie? Yeah. Let's see. Cameras are so phallic. <laughs> now, that guy that always talks about food, that fucking guy, that, that's every fucking line has something to do with cooking. Uh, he goes, do you think this is a knife he killed his sister with? <laughs> no, it's not the fucking knife he killed his sister with. Yeah. That's a fucking evidence. They wouldn't have put it back in the fucking house. You don't get the knife back. Yeah, but that guy can save the last dance. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is a Holy shit. Yeah. He also plays cello in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He does. Nice. He's, a, he's, a, he's a man of many talents. He can yeah, cook, he play the cello, and the dude can dance. Yes, he well, can. If only he could act. He would be really <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Very good. This could be my favorite line. Nice legs. What time do they open? 
<laughs> Good one. The same guy. When are you gonna stop working with your head and start using your body? <laughs> yeah. And then genius. Last but not least, had to throw in a Busta Rhymes. Chicken fried, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> That was actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen Burke. That's the best rhyme for you. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's uh, a Leanne rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> that's your brother of Leanne rhymes. Leanne <laughs> <laughs> Leanne rhymes. Yeah. yeah. They'll be on the show at some point in time, oh, don't yeah. worry. With the exception of those lines, that's all I gotta say about it. It's a fucking terrible movie. I I, I actually have a whole page of notes. You know what? Maybe we'll do a bonus episode, or I'll just post in our social media what I fucking want to go. Because I have entire fucking... I'll show you guys. You have... (laughs) So that, that's a lot more than I thought it would be. So you like the movie? No. <laughs> no I'm, I'm, uh, from the looks of your notes there, it looks like it's pretty high on the old Doppler hatred radar. Oh, yeah, it, it, it is. Very Doppler hatred yeah. radar. Yeah. There's tunnels. There's a dungeon in the Myers house. Um, Michael <laughs> hired a good architect to Jesus. design it. Uh, do any of you guys have anything to say about it? Go ahead. because uh, You go ahead, because I do not have much. Well, I'll throw this in there. So th- Anything I like about the movie, I- I'll say that the score is okay on this yeah, one. Yeah, it's decent. Danny Lux was the uh, composer on this one. Um, it's an okay score. The Mask is better in this one than in H2O. The Michael is better. Brad Laurie is who plays Michael in this one. So yeah, I'll yeah. give that. Uh, you know. <laughs> Carrie Laurie, Brad Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy all, all of the uh, coincidences here. Yeah. Um, no, so that's the only things I like about the movie. The things I dislike, the intro, it's just credits in this one. There's nothing mm-hmm. going on. It's just, just roll the credits. The cinematography on this one looks like absolute shit. It looks like a made-for-TV. Didn't age very well. Thing. I, I don't know. Uh, it just looks cheap. The characters uh, in this one, Lori. It's like okay, so you have this kind of strong character, Lori. Play. She. She. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis did a good job acting in H two O, and then you come back to this one, and she's in like a insane asylum, <laughs> <laughs> and been saving her pills up and. I don't know, man. This that's a so she had, so this was all one big part of her plan. It was bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, all the other characters very unmemorable on this one. I mean, you have some some actors that you recognize from other films in the '90s and early 2000s, but nothing really good going on there. I really couldn't stand that Busta Rhymes was in this one. I, I don't even like the fact that Tyra Banks is in this one. Uh, you know, Busta Rhymes just uh, just doesn't do a very good job at all. I I like Busta Rhymes just fine as a rapper. And Shaft, he was great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't mind Buster Rhymes as an artist. I think you know, I think he's fine there. But as a, as an actor in this movie, just didn't really didn't really fit. Tyra Banks is fine in the movie, except for like all of a sudden she's just gone. Yeah, you know, she's there, and then you're like, well, what happened to Tyra Banks? She didn't get killed. She's just not there anymore. Yeah, so, it was yeah. on off screen death. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it doesn't even say that in the notes of like the from the filmmakers that she died. So who knows. Uh, I don't like the story of this one at all. I mean, I know that they were trying to make it relevant for the times of of broadcasting like a reality show online. I just thought that was a pretty dumb concept. The guy that plays the hero in the end, the one that's like trying to get with the girl but never actually meets her. They've been talking online and then he goes to a party. The virgin. Yeah, the virgin guy. And he's like, I'm going to go to a party. But instead of actually partying, I'm going to go find the office and get on the computer and and do all this. And I don't know. What a pussy, man. I just don't like that guy. 
Doesn't everyone have a password on their computer? Like, Not back then. Oh, really? Nah. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it was like, you know, before people could, were concerned with that. Maybe not. I don't know. But the the kills in this movie I don't think are very strong. I so I don't really like that. I don't like the setting of it being in the Myers house. And like like Eddie said, there's all of a sudden like fucking tunnels down below that, that Michael's been hanging out and eating rats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like, there's like rats down there that he's been munching. Bones on a plate? It's just right. he fucking put it on a plate? Yeah, it's just, it's just dumb, man. There's a lot of things. So essentially, you know, if you, you ask me what I dislike about this movie, it's, it's basically fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all I've got to say about this one. Uh, Lynn, what you got? Anything good? I think the title's cool. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's not awful. It's better than H2O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Resurrection is, is neat. Uh, I just think that it's it's dated. Uh, some of the references, you know, to the live internet reality streaming show. I mean, I guess it's weird. It's dated, but in a way, life has kind of come full circle because people live stream shit probably more now than they did then. Like, there's people that will watch other people live stream playing video games, opening toys, fucking digging in their asshole. So it, it's like, so I, we probably do more of that now than we did then. I just, I, that digging was, in your asshole? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know I do. Uh, I do that a lot more than I, now than I did then. Yeah, well. I mean, it, it, so it's kind of weird. Maybe this movie is just so brilliant because it's like so forward thinking, right? I don't know how many people were like streaming a bunch of stuff in 2002. I didn't have fast enough internet to do that. I didn't yeah. know that much. Um, yeah, I still had dial up. It's not going to work very well. Can someone explain to me that texty thing that she uses? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, was, it seems more of like a modern kind of thing than it does something happen. You know, 18 years ago at this point now. I mean, it's 2020, and some of the things seem more relevant now than then, but I don't know. I did, Do we know if this movie was a part of, like, uh, a contract <laughs> obligation that they had to fulfill? And it's like, well, well you know. Mustafa Akkad probably had something to do with it. This was his last, or was it 2007? This is the last one before we shift gears and get into the, the, the zombie films, because those weren't part of the Zombie films are uh, Weinstein. I believe. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they ever stopped being dimensional. Oh, did they? Okay, okay. Yeah. Then, then that's my bad. So, I mean, yeah, I just don't I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just weak across the board. I think it just falls flat. There's no, You don't really care about the characters. The kills aren't great. I mean, I, I really have nothing else to add to prolong the agony of talking with, about this film because none of it really works for me. But outside of the, the title of it's kind of cool and the fact that they're doing sort of a live stream kind of POV thing to keep up with the times... Um, those type of movies didn't go away. I mean, they still continue to make several of those just a lot better, um, yeah. in my opinion. So, Did you like The Mask on this one? Um, I mean, I guess it's probably better than 4 or 5. And 7. Yeah. Yeah, better than better than that one, so I mean, it's okay. okay. I, mean, it's, yeah. I mean, again, it's like here we are talking about The Mask, where it's like it just seems so hard to get it right, right? You know? But I don't think there's a lot that could be done to redeem this movie. Though no. I think there are some alternate endings, I do believe, right? Apparently, uh, a little bit of trivia. Rick Rosenthal, who made a second appearance directing. Which is so crazy to me, by the way. He directed Halloween 2, now, and then he directs this. Like, Halloween 2 is a great movie, and this one's like... I was hoping to bring that up. So basically, John Carpenter said the original release of Halloween 2, he, John Carpenter said it was not scary at all. It was terrible. John Carpenter came back and said, put all these kills in there. Kind of, John Carpenter came and said, hey, let me show you how to do it. I think it's possible that Rick Rosenthal just is not a good director at all. Th that would be my take on it. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, everyone, you know, even the sun shines on a horse's ass every now and again. Yeah. So, like, every once in a while you get lucky and things just work. But I, I yeah. it's very possible. The first time John Carpenter was there, you know. Yeah, right, so, right. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's very possible that it's just he just doesn't, he's better suited to do something else. You right. know, maybe, maybe he was an editor or, like, uh, you know, it, maybe directing he got into, but it really wasn't his strong suit. Maybe he's better off at another, you know, part of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Rick Rosenthal made four endings, uh, filmed all four of them. Didn't tell the cast which one they were using. He just filmed four of them, and basically, so nothing would leak out what the ending was going to be. So no who one cares? Well, a lot of this big reveal. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this trivia is uh, who cares, but um, it exists. Um, Rosenthal makes an appearance as a professor at Haddonfield Memorial College, which, the fuck? Haddonfield has a college? Yeah, that's another thing, too, is all of a sudden there's a Haddonfield University. Yeah. I mean, I guess we wouldn't really know about that if there was one. There was no reference to it, but it's like, now all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. It's a small town. Yeah, it didn't seem big enough to have a university. But if Salem has a college, then I guess Haddonfield could. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Rosenthal plays uh, the professor in that college. He goes by the name of Dr. Mixter, which is a throwback to his other film that he made, Halloween 2. God, if uh, only they would have given that fucking uh, guy a needle in the eye. Yeah. That would have uh, maybe more positive things to say. Sure. At least one more positive thing to say. So, well, yeah, let's talk about the kills. Are there any even in this movie? Does Michael Myers <laughs> even kill anyone? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a total of 11 kills in oh, this film. Oh, there might have been 12 had I had a knife at the movie theater when I was there. Oh, there you go. I want to kill myself. Some real yeah. life shit going on. Yeah, there. well, I, I mean... I, <laughs> I'll be honest, I had to really think about what my favorite kill of the movie is, and you guys don't even have to answer this question if you don't want. Uh, there's, I guess, like, the most brutal kill would oh, be... How many were there? Eleven. Eleven, yeah. So, if the most brutal kill in this one, I would say, was Jim Morgan, who was played by Luke Kirby, if anyone gives a fuck. Um... And he gets his head crushed by Michael, where he like basically just grabs him and crushes his skull with his hands. All right. Bare yeah. hands. So I guess that's a pretty bad way to go out, I'd I guess say. So. I'd probably they, they ruin really his day pretty good. Find, you couldn't even find anything original to do with the kills here. It seems like each movie has kind of gained a little bit more. They're like, oh, that's, I haven't seen that yet, or that was brutal, or that's kind of different from the franchise. They couldn't even figure out a new way to kill someone here. That no. Was like exciting, no. at least. So that's, that's no. pretty much it on that. Onward to the... Uh, the zombie era. Oh, the zombie no. era. Yeah. Could yeah. it could it get any worse? Yeah. I guess we'll, guess we'll see. If you'd like to keep in touch with us, please email us at 66.6thehorror at gmail.com. We look forward to your thoughts, feedback, and recommendations. If you want to follow us on social media, catch us on Instagram and Facebook, 66.6thehorror. And on Twitter, you can follow us at 66 underscore horror. We look forward to hearing from you guys. So listen up and stay scary. All right, you stanky bag of snatches. You corroded concoction of cunts. You big old pile of delightful dick-licking son of a bitches. Are you ready? Are you ready for the real Halloween franchise to kick in? Is that Rob Zombie out here? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I am making Halloween movies and yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Fucking I ain't done, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, what, what, uh, goddamn, I don't know how many films we've gone over. I don't even know what movie we're on. I'm, I'm kind of going cross-eyed we're, at this we're point. We're on part one. Of the zombie. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. on the part one of the zombie Halloween franchise. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I ain't done yet. Hey, just when you thought the Halloween franchise was over, with fucking I ain't done yet. Yeah. So, Hall- uh, uh, Halloween. This is the name of the movie. Halloween. A Rob Zombie film. Okay, Halloween 2007. 2007, yeah. Yeah. In other words. Uh, but I don't think that it, like, it has that in the title. It's just called Halloween. Yep. Right? But yeah. you have to refer to it as 2007 as to not for get the... confused with the two other films that are also called yeah. Halloween. So for this, for the sake of this, um, we're going to say Halloween 2007. Or Rob Zombie's or Halloween. Or Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, okay. Go. So um, you just want to jump in and thumbs up, thumbs down it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. Uh, Lynn, what do you think? Uh, I give it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs up? Yeah. Okay. This is kind of a weird one for me. I used to give it a thumbs up, and now I give it a thumbs down. Hey, you know what? Your fucking Halloween Resurrection VHS is past due, motherfucker. Oh, shit. So it's time to go to the video store. We're going to plop it down on the counter. There we go. <coughs> Turn in Excuse that. me. Did you rewind it this time? I actually, you know what? I did. Because you know what? I didn't even fucking bother watching it. So, yeah. It's rewound. You know what? We, we walked in. Yeah. Man, god damn it. We got to pass all the fucking kids movies. We got to yeah. pass all the... All the action and the drama, and then that that crazy area back over here that's yeah. curtained off. Which, uh, fellas, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go spend some time over here. Yeah, we all. And then we're gonna head over to the horror section. We'll check out a few things. Oh, oh, I, I see something new. I ain't never seen that before. Wait a minute. What, what is that? Is that the? That's the. I've seen this movie. Is no, this no, a, I haven't seen this movie. Is that the Truman Show? <laughs> No, it's Halloween. Well, someone put that in the wrong section. If <laughs> yeah. they if it, if they did, if that is the Truman Show. It's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Well, that movie's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Fuck, man. I, I need to know more about this movie. Would you read I'm, it off for me? Yeah. It? I'm gonna flip it over and read the back of it. Rob Zombie reinvents the ultimate slasher classic, unleashing Michael Myers for a bloody roller coaster of a rampage like fans have never seen, including the retelling of the original story that unfolds at a breakneck pace, as well as a chilling new introduction that finally reveals the secrets behind Myers' disturbing childhood. Halloween breathes new life into one of film history's most terrifying tales. It will leave you speechless. Wow, that sounds pretty familiar. Um, cover, what do you guys think? I think it's kind of cool. I actually really like the cover. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. So the Truman Show had the same type of cover where it had scenes from the movie, movie stills. Oh, see, that's what up. you did there. That's okay. what I did there. <laughs> ah. You didn't get that, you dumb bitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> Wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I hope that we have people who actually listen to Rob Zombie's music or White Zombie. They're like, what the what? fuck we're talking they about? They all instantly got Tourette's. Yeah, he keeps saying <laughs> yeah. Over over again. Again. So does he. He's, yeah, he likes he likes <laughs> saying that. So cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would grab my attention. If, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously because it's a Halloween film, but yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of neat. Hey, here's the deal, man. I was excited as hell about this movie. Oh, like, sure, man, too. I mean, because Rob Zombie at this point had already done House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, and he already done Devil's Rejects. I think that's 
came out before this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this so, is after all that. Yeah, so Rob Zombie had already come out with the House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects prior to this. I liked both of those films. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, really excited about sure. seeing this new Halloween If movie. someone's going to pick up uh, and take this franchise forward, it's like you felt pretty comfortable with it being in his hands. Yeah, I mean, he was, was a big name. He still is a big name in the horror world, uh, but at that time, he was really big. Yeah, yeah so, he was peaking. Uh, he was peaking, so I feel like this was, a, this was a good fit for him, man. Yeah. I was excited as hell about it. Who wants to start us off um, talking about you know, their thoughts? Well, you gave it a thumbs up. Let's hear from you. So here's, here's my thing with this movie. Um, the reason I give it a thumbs up, and there's really only, I mean, there are several reasons, but the, the biggest is that with taking on the task of sort of retelling a story or reimagining, it's pretty heavy, especially with like a movie like Halloween that we all consider to be pretty damn near perfect, right? Um, I thought it does. I thought it did okay there. Not great by any means. I thought it did okay just to live up to to that standard. And I also think that the last few Halloween movies, going from five, six, and then into HGO into Resurrection really started to become kind of shaky ground. Like, 6 definitely worked. 5 wasn't great. H2O had a lot of things I liked, but then there were still some, like, the mask wasn't fantastic. And then, of course, the the horrible, horrible incident with Resurrection. I think that this lives, this holds up better than most of those movies, outside of 6, maybe. Um, so this one kind of, like, that's the reason I give it a thumbs up, is that for what it is worth as a reimagining, going in and telling the backstory, um... I think I think it, it does pretty good. That goes without saying. There's plenty of flaws in this movie, um, plenty of things, plenty of things that I, I think that are just a bit long-winded. Um, like at the very beginning, like the, the the whole Michael when he's younger, it just kind of drags on. But I do like the young kid they got to play Michael. I think he's kind of a creepy-looking kid. Um, he is creepy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate thing. And it, and I I what I like about it is for better or for worse. It gives us finally a bit of insight of, of what this imagining of Michael's childhood kind of looks like. So um, maybe I give it a thumbs up because the chances it does take in this reimagining, um, though they don't always work, um, the chances that they took were, were pretty good. And so, um, so yeah, I think that that's why that I kind of give it a thumbs up. And plus, I, I like Danny Trejo. I like it. I like his character there. Um, I think the mask finally starts to look good again. I kind of like the idea that a young Michael is obsessed with with Mask at a young age and how he has to kind of shadow his feelings within there, so it kind of gives us a reason to understand why he would want to do that. So, yeah, and you, and you do get um, you get a lot of zombie in this movie, right? I, I think that I can appreciate that he has a certain style, like we were talking in the beginning of all the, you know, you, you sack of cunts, kind of dirty, like, trailer trash. You get a sense of that in this movie. You definitely can tell it's a zombie movie. And I think that it, it sometimes is, is hard to put your stamp on things for people to look at it and not know that it's a... Say you watch this movie and didn't know that Rob Zombie directed it, you would say, like, damn, that kind of reminds me of a Rob Zombie movie. And I think that I can appreciate that because that's kind of hard to do to put your own flair on things because so much has been done uh, with this franchise in the past that I think the natural way to go is to have someone reimagine it. And for that reason, um, I can get behind it. I love the fact that they make Michael a fucking huge 
menacing yeah. fucking mm-hmm. person yeah. in this one. Absolutely. Again, it kind of it kind of takes the the things that we like about um, Michael Myers and it reimagines it, reimagines it, which is what this film is all about. And so it's like it takes this larger than life person and says, no, we are actually physically going to make him larger than life. Uh, so I think that that's really cool too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just got like I said, it's got. Uh, I thought that the, the casting for. Um, as far as look-wise for Dr. Loomis, I think it, it kind of almost looks like Donald Pleasance in a strange way, but I'm not a huge fan of of the acting in this one, which is a, a shame for, for Loomis. Uh, I think that it's just kind of underwhelming. Which is crazy to me because it's Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. from A Clockwork Orange, which yeah. is one of my favorite movies, and I just... There's a lot of movies that he's in that I love, but yeah, it didn't really fit for this one. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) He's okay in this one. Yeah. The next one, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. For all those things, I think that it it works works pretty good, and and I do feel that, like, it could have been... This movie could have been shrunk down. I think we did watch this together, didn't we? we? Did. It is and, a long film. And it, it drags. Yeah. It, the pacing of this film is really, really poor. But yeah, I think it does just enough right for me to say, okay, you know, they missed the mark with the resurrection. They tried things new there. That didn't work. The cult of thorn thing, corny, live, live with it, live without it. Let's try reimagining this fucker and, you know, throw a different spin on there. And for me, that's why I give it a thumbs up is because at least I can watch it and say, yeah, more than half of it works for me. So that's that's kind of why. But I don't think it's a great movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm measuring it off of what we've seen recently with the franchise or up to this point recently yeah. with the franchise. So that's that's why I'm at least going to give it its due diligence to say, yeah, this this can work. What about you, Hooligan? Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's like 70% of this movie does work. I, you know, I used to like it. I saw this one in theaters. I, I bought it on DVD right when it came out. Same here. And I really did yeah. like this movie. Uh, it wasn't until recently that we rewatched it that I kind of was like, eh, you know, I think it's just not really the best, and I, and I do give it a thumbs down at this point. And I think really the reason why is because what you just said, Lynn, is the fact that it's just too long. It's so it's too long. It's too drawn out. So there's, there's so many things like... I, I can appreciate the fact that Zombie went in and did some reimagining of like the backstory of the Myers family and, and things like that. It just takes way too long to get into the yeah. the the remake part of it uh, when it hits on October 31st and yeah. and Michael's back and you know all that. So you know I didn't dislike some of the things that he did with the uh, the upbringing of Michael and uh, like kind of the trashiness mm-hmm. of it and everything which is you know zombie style it is you know but I just felt like that was just too much uh, I really wanted it to just be kind of a, a remake of the original I guess yeah. of course you don't want it to be too much like the original I mean it's supposed to be different so I do appreciate it in that sense as well uh, so some things that I like about it the score Tyler Bates did the score on this Tyler Bates has done many scores and many movies that I'm sure most of you have seen and maybe didn't realize. Check it out, man. Tyler Bates is awesome. He also played guitar for Marilyn Manson for uh, mm. quite a while. Helped him write his last couple albums. Um, so, yeah, he's actually an extremely talented musician and, and composer, so I really like some of the stuff in there. 
The cinematography on this movie, I think, is great. That's Phil Parmet. So it's, it's that classic zombie style where it's real fast uh, cuts, a lot of shaky cameras and yeah. things like that, which I like. It kind of gives you that realistic vibe, like you're really there. The direction on this, Rob Zombie in general, man, I fucking love Rob Zombie. Not joking, the first album I ever bought was White Zombie. Astro Creek 2000. Yeah. I, mean, I, I swear, everyone that I knew growing up had that album. It's, it's fucking It's badass. so great. It, I remember you looking, flipping through people's, you know, album books and like you know, CD cases or whatever. It's like, it was always in there. You always, everyone had that. It was so good. So, I fucking love the guy. So, I love that he's the director on this. I think he did a great job in a lot of ways. I do like the kills in this movie. They're fucking gruesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they take it to a whole nother level of gruesome in comparison to the other Halloween movies in the franchise. I think Michael is great. Tyler Maine plays Michael. Man, I'm, I was fortunate enough to meet him at Texas Frightmare one year. He's a big fucking person. He he, yeah, he's, he's absolutely <laughs> yeah. huge. He's like seven feet tall. Extremely nice guy. Uh, the mask in this movie is great. I think they did a really, really nice job on that. They changed it up just enough to make it kind of its own. Uh, it doesn't look like the Captain Kirk mask from the original, but it's, it's really cool. I like the mask a lot. Some of the characters that I do really like in this movie, Lori... Uh, Scout Taylor Compton played Lori. Uh, I think she did a great job. Uh, they brought back Daniel Harris for Annie, which is cool. So she, you know, Daniel Harris plays Jamie Lloyd in four and five, and they bring her back to play Annie Brackett in this one. So I thought that was really neat that they brought yeah. her back. And she did a good job in it as well. Danny Trejo, man, love everything he's in. He plays like the the prison guard in the movie. Very likable characters. And yeah. When he gets killed by Michael, you're like, what the fuck? Why yeah, would he kill like, Come Danny Trejo? You don't kill Machete. Yeah, machete no, kills you, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Machete. Um, so, yeah, I do like a lot of things about the movie. Dislikes the music in the movie. I said I like the score. I don't really care for the, the yeah, classic there's rock. There's a huge difference between the score and the choice of fucking music that they, yeah. that they use. And, and yeah. it's not like I hate the songs, man. Some of these songs I fucking love. But I, I just kind of felt like it was misplaced in this movie. Yeah, it was. Reason. You would think that Rob Zombie, in his background of music, would gravitate towards maybe deep cuts, like Tarantino does yeah. with his movies. He, he Sometimes he'll, he'll pull out a song that you probably heard a bunch, but like you can put the classic rock in there, but give me something that like from that era that I've never heard. It's not so generic and cliche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's one thing I didn't really care for. The, again, the backstory, I thought it was a little too much. I like the simplicity of the original movie, so... This one takes it to, like, like I said, to another level of, of adding a lot of detail, um, for better or for worse. You know, I don't, I don't really know, but uh, that's something that I, did, I personally didn't really care for as much. The dialogue uh, and some of the other actors, uh, not the best acting in the world. You know, like I have to say it, man. I, I like Sherry Moon Zombie, uh, but she's <laughs> the same character in every movie that she's yeah. in. It doesn't matter what she's playing; it's always the same. And I, I, I feel like Rob just, like, has to throw her in there. Yeah. You know? So that, you know, some some things like that, some of the dialogue was a little iffy. Again, it's too long. There's too many kills, you know. there's uh, We'll come back to this. We'll talk about our favorite kills. But there's 27 kills in this movie. Uh, massacre. Yeah. If you look back at the other movies, there's way less. So I feel like they just kind of, they rely too heavily on the killing uh, to, they maybe thought, well, this is what's going to make this movie good is if we kill a whole bunch of people. Not necessarily. I like the build-up to the killing, the the anticipation of it. That's what kind of gets you anxious and and uh, just scared in a movie in general. That's why you watch horror movies, yeah. right? But So I used to like it a whole lot. 
I'm going to give it a thumbs down just to, you know, really for this podcast to kind of have some... Controversy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, just change it up a little bit. But right. not the worst movie in the franchise, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but not as good as some of the others. Yeah, and I, honestly, talk to me tomorrow and maybe a thumbs down, for real. Evil Eddie, what do you think? I, I love Rob Zombie. I'm probably as big a fan as you guys are. Rob Zombie's a professional. I'm not going to just... His backstory was original. I know what he was trying to do. I'm not buying it. He's a professional. I'm not going to give him an A for effort. It's it's not a good backstory. The dialogue's not good. Sherry Moon Zombie, she's fine. <laughs> the second half of her role in the movie, you know, when she's the abused mom, I can't stand her. When she's at the strip club, it's just like... It's laughable. When she starts being a mother in the prison, I guess I, I like her a little more and I start to, you know, she, she kind of starts to win. Now her. you want to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. She starts to, you kind of start to see some human side of people in the movie. That's the only, it takes that point for it to happen. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I get what Rob Zombie was trying to do. I'm, I'm just not buying it. I, I think that it was really half-baked, honestly. And then the movie kicks in. The the remake kicks in, and it's a fast-forward version. Now, I saw this in the theater. I fell asleep during it, and I thought, uh, man, maybe it's because I was just tired. It's long as fuck. It, it, yeah, and then I got it on DVD. First time I tried to rewatch it, fell asleep. It, it took a while for me to watch it all the way through, and it was a snooze fest, and it still is. Tyler Maine does great as Michael, but guess what? Getting a six foot eight guy is a cop out. I mean, that, uh, anyone that big is going to be terrifying. Again, I, I like it. I don't know. You know who Sean Bradley is? The Mavericks player. Yeah, he's or tall as fuck, and I'm not scared of that guy. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you actually bring up a good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it is true. It's like when someone's that fucking big, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it takes away from the storyline. He's not hiding in plain sight. That guy's fucking huge. He's a menacing dude. He is, yeah. and and he's great. You know, nothing against him. He's really good. He is scary. Uh, and I'm not saying I wish it wasn't him. I'm just saying that um, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. On the other hand, Brad Dorf, amazing. I love Brad Dorf. He's great in this yeah. movie. Oh, he really is. He's a, he's a great actor anyways. That's the voice of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he's awesome. He's right. awesome in this. Malcolm McDowell's fine. I'm not a big fan of Laurie. I, I think she's really obnoxious. I hate how she's, like, fucking fingering that bagel. It's just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> who the fuck does that with their parents? She, and, and nothing against her acting. I'm not uh, criticizing her acting. I'm criticizing the character. I don't like her. I think she's annoying. I think she's uh, too... Um, she's just too obnoxious. Yeah. As Linda, same. Just way too obnoxious. Totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, the music is fine. The yeah. score is fine. The the use of classic rock is Michael Myers kills his sister and his stepfather and all these people. Which Ooh, love hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, why is that appropriate? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I got nothing more to say on this. So this, this is I I'll give it a thumbs down. It's been a thumbs down for me the whole time. 
I, I, it's just not worth a thumbs up for me. Sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha. No. Well, yeah. let's, let's, let's go over some Touché. kills real quick, and then we'll go on to the next one, because, I mean, the next one's pretty much a straight-up continuation of this one. Yeah. Uh, so 27 kills. Now, that is between the deleted scenes and the unrated cut, as well as the theatrical. Yeah. So, uh, so if you, any of you uh, Halloween bozos out there like us, uh, they go, oh, there's not 27 kills. Well... Do your math, man. Check out the the uh, deleted scenes and unrated. Yeah, they're not twenty. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've seen that movie several times. Yeah, no, I commented on both my hands. Um, yeah, twenty-seven. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you just shut the fuck up. You shut the right the fuck up. <laughs> fuck, fuck. But we love you. But, we, but hey, but, uh, like and subscribe. Okay. Uh, best kill for me would be the first person kill. Because uh, if you remember, he kills his little pet rat first. Michael does. But the second one, Wesley Rhodes, played by Daryl Sabana. If you remember, he also is the little kid from Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Kind of grew up to be a little shit in this movie. <laughs> and then he gets the shit beat out of him with a tree branch. I th- I, that's my favorite kill of the movie because, man, it's fucking realistic. And, and the way that he's, like, crying for Michael to stop. And Michael's like, nah. I'll yeah. throw my mask deck down and uh, and kill the fuck at you. Yeah. So yeah, that's my favorite one. Well, fuck that kid. He spit in that kid's hat. He took it off his head, spit his hat, and gave it back to him. Yeah, that's fuck that shit. kid. Shitty I thing to do. No, he's, he's a piece of shit kid, yeah. but it's still a super brutal and gory. Justified. Kill. Yeah. Justified. But yeah. Um, what about you guys? Do you, do you uh, have a favorite kill? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like when he kills Danny Trejo, even though I hate it. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, that's the one you're like, what the fuck? What yeah, the it's because it kind of leaves you like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. And I, he, Michael, no. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> and then Rob's on, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that one just because it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, merciless. It's merciless and it's, it's an emotional one. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional yeah, roller coaster. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. cry? No. No. Yeah. I've never cried in my life. My tear ducts don't work. <laughs> That's that's a medical problem. But I I cry out of my weenie. You don't even have this peeny weenie. (laughs) You don't even cry. You know, because love hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man. So wait, yeah, hey, wait, what, what you got? You got a yeah. kill? Actually, I'm gonna say the Bob scene was really clever how they kind of did the throwback to the original where he's wearing the sheet over his head oh, with yeah. the glasses. Oh yeah. And then Michael just comes out of nowhere and fucking kills him. That's right. I, yeah, I, that's a good one. Yeah, that yeah, zombie did good with some nods and he, he did good. It's just the movie just is it's it, it is what it is, but yeah, it's yeah. a it's a weird one for me, man. Yeah. Like, and I I, I have a oh, a weird you know feeling about it. Like I said, you know, b- before I was dead set of giving it a thumbs down, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I think that I, I think I like it more than some of some of the I mean five and and, and twenty, I'm sorry, not twenty, uh, five and resurrection. So it's not saying much though, is it though? No. So mm. yeah. But it's, not, it's not my least favorite. It's not the worst one. Uh, and we'll come back after we're done with all these and give like a ranking. But yeah. Uh, not, not, yeah. Not the worst one. Not the worst right. One. Um, so do you, do you want to talk about any trivia? Yeah, yeah. There, there's some interesting stuff. Um, Rob Zombie did talk to Carpenter and told him like his idea. Carpenter said, go for it. Not that I expect Carpenter to say anything differently. Yeah. but Carpenter whatever. did not like the outcome of this, though. No, he did not. But... 
Again, who would? One of the best movies of all time. And Julian, you asked me, do I think that if it wasn't Michael Myers, would I have liked the film? The answer is no. It's but the fact is, it is Michael Myers, and yeah, yeah. I don't blame John Carpenter for not liking it, but I, I also when John Carpenter gets asked by Rob Zombie, "Hey, can I remake your film?" I would have said the same thing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, um, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, follow that. Yeah. Um, I threw a perfect game back in 78. What can you fucking do? Yeah. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it for $300,000. You did it for how many million? Yeah. Yeah. William Forsyth was actually, he was injured. That's why he's in a cast the whole time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It just worked out. There you so, go. Um, I like his character though when he calls Michael Little Michelle. <laughs> Michelle Michael. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I guess uh, Zombie's original version was to make it into movies, make the whole movie the prequel, and then remake the uh, the sequel would be the remake. Mm. Uh, really glad we didn't get that. It's only glad. 109 minutes, but it sure feels longer than that. Yeah. Um, it's not even two hours. <laughs> well, it's, it's, but it feels like it's three. Ass. Yeah. I did hear that Rob Zombie had made numerous statements saying how he really did not like how people were remaking horror movies. Um, <laughs> and then to go and do this. Yeah, so uh, there has been numerous uh, claims that he really hated how everything's getting remade, and this is what he did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, well, maybe that was his thought. Was I hate them making remaking movies because it's essentially the exact same movie. Maybe he thought, well, this is going to be different. I'm going to give it a, a totally different backstory. Half of my movie is going to be about that, so it'll make it, it'll it'll, yeah. it'll differ from other remakes. But I don't know. It just didn't really work. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, and one last thing: the movie that's playing at the very beginning of the film that's on the TV is actually White Zombie. Oh, there you go. Oh, the Bella Lugosi movie. Yeah. 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 Good one. So, anyways. Cool so, shit. Uh, that's fucking it. Fuckers. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, 2009 showed up and it says, hey, Halloween 2, fuckers. Guess what, dickheads? By the way, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It does the. He's like, no, 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 I'm not. But and neither is the microphone. Yeah, I'm also not a dickhead. I appreciate you calling me names. (laughs) I mean, I like this to be more of a friend zone. Yeah, friends don't call friends dickheads. (laughs) (sighs) All right, take two. Are we on? Yeah, we're good. Oh! Hey, guess what, you pile of panty-sniffing pussies? It's time for Halloween 2! Again! Again? Yep. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Gonna watch the Halloween 2! Yeah! Again! Yeah! Alright, so, here we are. Alright. Halloween 2. Again. Yeah. 2009, Rob Zombie's uh, sequel. To his sequel. It's a weird uh, yeah. world we live in. Yeah, it is. 
thumbs up, thumbs down, boys. Thumbs up for me. Oh, all right. All right. Thumbs up, yeah. I, I, oh, oh, side note, it used to be thumbs down. Ah. Ooh, okay. All right, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to reluctantly give it a thumbs down. Mm. Yeah, and a thumbs thumbs down for, for me, and I, and I just had to do it because I gave the other one a thumbs up reluctantly, but uh, there was just enough that I liked about the last film that could warrant a thumbs up, but there's just not quite enough here for me with this one. Sadly. Wow. Zombie didn't do it. Wow, man. Well, you know what? I'd like to hear more about that, Lynn. Why don't you lay a little knowledge on us? Well, you know, but I guess we gotta go back to the video store. Here we are in these tapes. There it is. Please tell me you were around the tapes this time. I did. I decided, you know what? Old weird, creepy, fucking little piece of shit lady at the video store. I rewinded it this time. You don't have to name call. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, Martha, you little dumb motherfucker, but it, here's your tape, and it's all the way rewound. How'd you know my name is Martha? Uh, well, it says on your name tag, you dipshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, take your movie, and I would love to check out uh, Halloween 2. The 1981 version? No, you stupid fucker. The 2009 version. What do you mean? Okay. There's another version. You know, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. This is why video stores fail. It's for little little pieces of crap like you. Well, you should just get Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so, this um, episode is sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love our local video store, and Martha, she makes one hell of a tortilla soup. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? She's, she's one Martha fucker. She is good. Yeah. She is good. So, um, so what do we think about the cover art of this, boys, and the synopsis? I tell you what, Eddie, uh, go, and, go and read a synopsis first. Picking up right where the first film left off, Lori is taken to the hospital after supposedly killing the man who was responsible for the deaths of several people in the town of Haddonfield, Illinois. However, her stay at Haddonfield General becomes very brief when a very much alive Michael appears once more, brutally murdering everyone in the hospital to find his sister. Michael disappears, and Lori survives the infamous Halloween massacre, but is still haunted by it a year later. Lori struggles to come to terms with her dark past, or at least forget about it. But the supposedly dead Michael Myers has other plans, and as the anniversary of his massacre approaches, he returns to Haddonfield once more with a family reunion planned that Lori will never forget. You're getting really good at those, by the way. You are getting good at that. <laughs> Jesus. Man, I, I, you sound uh, like a professional. Yeah. Totally profesh. Yeah. yeah, well, I went to school. Trailer school. School of hard cocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard cock night for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. H2. You know, I'm going um, to I'm have to say, uh, that movie, which you just read to me, does not sound very intriguing. No, no. And the cover. The cover. Wow. Uh, it's... Not very original, is it? No, it's not. And it kind of it kind of feels like that this was uh, mailed in. Well, look, I have a picture. This is the one. This is actually a bit cooler. Oh, I, I don't know what that's, that's from. Not that's the movie poster. Okay, it must be the movie poster. Yeah, then. no, this yeah. was... Uh, You're right, because that is the movie. And it's, yeah, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, and know? it says family is forever. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. 
That uh, might work for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but not for Halloween. You know, yeah. guys, here's here's something I gotta say, man, because I said that I give this one a thumbs up. Too late. Can't change it. <laughs> no tech backs. No tech backs. Uh, so this was one that I I used to give a thumbs down. So if you remember back on the, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2007 version, I said I used to give it a thumbs up. Now it's a thumbs down. It's the reverse for yeah, this movie for me. And so here's the deal. I remember when the trailer for this movie came out, I thought that looks like shit. I thought the poster looked like shit. I didn't want to go see it in the movie theater. Uh, I didn't watch this one until way later. As a matter of fact, the first time I tried to watch it, I don't even know if I finished it because I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. And then, for the the purpose of this podcast, I decided, all right, I'm going to watch this thing. And I actually thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great by any means. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. It's pretty low on my fucking list. But there were things about it that I definitely liked. It is so weird how these these zombie films get you that way. Because I think that you have the same... Yeah, you have the same feeling... That I do about this one is the first, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's just weird, man. It's just something's not quite there. Way to go, zombie. Way to fuck with my head. Way to yeah. fuck with my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Did, did any of you see this in theaters? No. no. I, I, I didn't either. I, I uh, Like Hooligan said, I didn't think the uh, trailer looked very good at all. I wish I would have seen it in theaters, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I just, I kind of, I kind of, I guess... After seeing the trailers for it and everything, it's just like, I'll wait. And I think in 2009, that's kind of right at the beginning of when things started really coming out from theater to DVD release, like, pretty quick. I was uh, like, yeah. it'll, it, I mean, it, especially nowadays, you don't wait very long at all from theater to, you know, streaming or whatever. But then that was kind of at the beginnings of that, like, yeah, I can wait the couple of months it's going to take. It's strange, isn't it, though? Because I remember back in the 90s, shit, it took, like, eight months before a movie would come out. I mean, a good year, easily sometimes. Maybe longer. Do we want to jump in with anything else, or do you want to kind of go around and talk? Let's go around. And, Lynn, why don't you start this one off? For us, um, I mean, okay, good because I don't have a lot to say again. Um, it's just I think it kind of drags a bit. I, I don't think that this movie really needed to be made, in my opinion. Um, you know, Tyler Maine worked for me in the first one, I think that he he works again. I think, uh, Brad Dorf, like, I, I love him as an actor, yeah. he's so great. I was so glad that they didn't kill him off in the first one, they found a way to bring him back. So, there. There are a couple of good things in here. I thought the hospital scene was was really just like intense. It's extremely yes. intense. Um, so props there, but um, I don't have much else to say. I mean, that was a good scene of intense, but I mean, it's just you kind of walk away from this movie like you 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 sit in your car afterwards if you went to the theaters or you you, you turn the DVD off and you're you're kind of reflecting like what did I just see? And you kind of put your you're facing your palms and you're thinking white horse stallions and and, and weird flash. I don't know. It's um, I kind of feel like this is, I kind of feel like zombie like had all this stuff that he wanted to do and then like the first one was running long and he, this was kind of like just the the afterbirth, you know, right? This is just kind of the stuff that he kind of felt like. Well, we'll just throw it all in here. Um, I don't know. That's it, really. I mean, I think that there's a there's an intense scene in the hospital. I think Tyler Maine looks as great as a Michael because he's big and menacing, and Brad Dorf's his character is great. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't have much else to really to really add to it because it just doesn't doesn't stand out to me. It's not one that uh, I revisit year to year. No, I can go back and watch Halloween, Halloween two, or Halloween from seventy eight, Halloween two from eighty one, and 
and six and hell even four. I mean, those are ones I can put on and watch time and time again. Um, I don't I don't need to see this one again much more. You know, it's not going to change my mind. Right. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Eddie? Yeah, you know, I said reluctantly gave it a thumbs down because I thought it. it, it I love it a lot more than Halloween, uh, one, zombie. Um, so much better. So uh, it, it really is. It's uh, and I, I I think when you and I were talking, you were saying how uh, Hooligan, uh, we watched it together, and I was telling you it's not as bad as you remember it. Was that the first time you watched it in full, or uh, yeah, it was the first time. I okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely has some suspenseful suspenseful moments. I need to edit it that out. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Eddie edited it. <laughs> um, What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> Evil Eddie edited it. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's the thing. It hits on everything that the first movie didn't have, like likable characters. That doesn't exist. And now every so often, every time you start to like a person, what I call zombie logic kicks in, and it, it's back to the, oh, you fucking uh, pussy verbiage comes in, and it's just like, uh, well, for a second we had a likable character. I, I, I like uh, the contrast between Annie and Laurie, and it were, you know, Laurie's losing her mind, and she's kind of going, going crazy. Annie's kind of the glue holding it together. Uh, I like that. I like that interaction. Loomis, uh, you know, I I don't know how I feel about it. He's not likable at all, but he's not supposed to be, and uh, I don't know if that's, uh, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, that makes sense. It's, uh, you know, that he's a money-hungry uh, asshole standing on the, you know, shoulders of the victims of Michael. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that happens in real life. Uh, this one, he goes on that weird talk show. Too, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He goes on a tour, like book tour and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, a lot of people do that now. And so it's a uh, very, very true to the times. You know, how does horror relate to the sign of the times or, and, and, and culture today? I mean, there's a there's people who make a shit ton of money on the unfortunate you know events of other people yeah. right you know there's I mean anytime there's a serial killer documentary it's like you know someone is putting that together the victims of the of these uh, of the families of, of these victims are just probably thinking yeah they're cashing in on the unfortunate things of us so I mean it's but real it, but it's true Doctor Who is believable I like that and I kind of don't I I'm kind of torn on that I think this conversation happened I think that. Sharon Moon Zombie said, but Robert, you're not going to put me in this character? You killed me off in the, in the last movie. And he goes, no, I'll put you in there. She goes, how? I killed myself in the last movie. He goes, I'll put a fucking horse in there. And I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking make some sort of quote at the beginning. It'll all make sense. Fucking hate the white horse shit. It's horse shit, really. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Charla. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh... I think the title should have been Michael Myers, A Long Journey Home, because... (laughs) (laughs) But all the movie, Michael Myers is just walking through, like, very much Lord of the Rings, through all these different (laughs) counties, heading his way back to... (laughs) Making his way back to Hanfield from wherever he fucking hit that cow. I like what you said, Lynn. You just kind of get lost in it. You're just like, what the fuck did I just watch? I know. You You know, every, every Michael what's real. And... I, I hate, really hate how the kid is like the mouthpiece for Michael. Um, Sherry Moon Zombie's in there again, you know, and that's the thing. You get, every time you get his dialogue, it's just like, almost like a cartoon, like where there's air bubbles 
and you could you could reread their thoughts, but it's a kid. It's a kid saying them, but you know it's always showing Michael like he's. I fucking hate that. Yeah, do you guys know what I mean, or am I just not making sense? No, you're making sense. Okay, cool. Brad Dorf, um, amazing as always. Um, oh yeah. The hospital scene. Holy fuck, was that the that had to be one of the most suspenseful parts of the movie uh, or of the franchise. It's uh definitely. Definitely worth mentioning. I I thought about giving a thumbs up because there is some really good entertaining stuff in here. However, it's just I can't give it a thumbs up just because everyone says it's horrible. It's not as bad as people think it is, but I can't give it a thumbs up just because I disagree with them in that sense. Yeah, and I'll so. be anxious to see kind of where we place these when we come down. Yeah. When it comes down to it, our final little, you know, when we put a nice little pretty orange and black bow on this franchise and, and do a little round table, open table discussion. I'll be anxious to see where some of these thumbs down or some of these ones that are just almost there, how we rank them um, in, in the grand scheme of things as a franchise. Yeah. That's uh, about all I have. What, what about you, Hooligan? What about you, You Hooligan? gave it a thumbs up. So, yeah, uh, I did. I did. I mean, and, and that's... It was kind of uh, kind of a teetering between mm. thumbs up, thumbs down on this one. So I, I think all of us were that way, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I decided to give it a thumbs up in comparison to the 2007 Halloween, uh, just because of some of the originality of it. I thought was was definitely this was. I felt like this is what Rob Zombie really wanted to do is like, hey, I want to kind of stray away from the the storyline uh, that we've seen in the past and do something completely new and original. And I felt like that was this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of the story was pretty cool. Um, the characters I thought were were good in this. You know, with Lori, you kind of see that dichotomy between her uh, being you know tormented by what had happened to her versus she's trying to live this this normal life. And you see her like partying on Halloween. So you kind of see the two different sides of Lori, and that it's really fucking with her. Yeah. Um, to try and just live a normal life. Um, you see Annie as well, and they bring back Daniel Harris, which she thought that she died in the the first one. I mean, yeah. it's kind of crazy, like she got stabbed so many times and things like that. But I, you know, she seems okay in this one, and that's funny too because it seemed like she got uh, had a, a lot worse situation in the first one than Lori did. Yet she's uh, in a better mental state than Lori is in this movie. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of strange to see that, but I do like that they, they show both the characters and where they've come from then and, and the development there. That's good. Um, obviously, Brad uh, being in this one again is, is good for Sheriff Brackett. You know, I think. So Annie probably got, um, you know, Brackett's, uh, Sheriff Brackett's jeans. She just talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just talked. But, but that's okay. That's okay. I like, uh, I like how they... Did that? I like what you said there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's good. I mean, of course, she does die in this movie eventually, yeah. but uh, which is that's that's terrifying. That you know she's obviously got these bad thoughts about Michael, and then he comes back and gets her. I mean, that's like the worst fucking nightmare come true. The first time she didn't even see it coming. Yeah. This time, like it, you know, oh fuck, it could happen again. So that's kind of crazy. The cinematography is a little bit different on this one. Is Jeff Cutter does that? It's okay. I think it was fine. I, I do like that on there. Again, the score is, is fine. It's Tyler Bates again on the score, so that's cool. The we can't hear a whole lot of the Halloween theme in this. This is the only movie that doesn't have any Halloween theme in it. So you'd never hear the Halloween song. I mean, I think the score is just fine, but mm-hmm. I I don't know if maybe it has something to do with rights for the movie or something. Hmm. You don't hear any of the Halloween theme in this one. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, we didn't really touch on this in the, uh, in the last one either, but both... 
Halloween 1 and 2 from Rob Zombie don't really have an intro like the other movies do. Yeah. It kind of just goes yeah. right, gets started gets getting right, right, right into it. the movie. Yeah. So, uh, the kills, again, were gruesome in this movie, so I like that. I like the mask, again, essentially it's the same mask from the first one, but it's kind of ripped up, torn up, dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see, like, Michael's growing a beard underneath. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's pretty nice. He's using uh, essential beard oils, which is good. Yes, he is. <laughs> so he smells better in this one, which is, that's nice. And then the last thing that I do like about this movie is the fake band that is created for the movie. Ooh, Captain Clegg! Captain Clegg and the <laughs> night creatures that plays at the Halloween party. Uh, it's actually some pretty good music. You can download I, I that it. album. Uh, yeah, so they're, pretty <laughs> it's, good they're, they're awesome. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that about this movie. Do you know um, that they're fake? They're not a real band? It's not a real band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of cool. They made it specifically for this movie. Yeah. A couple things that I didn't care for, uh, the dream sequences, all of the dream sequences. Anything that has Sherry Moon Zombie in it with the fucking white horse and the, and the kid that plays Michael, who's a different kid from the original one. Completely unnecessary. Didn't need to be in the movie. Has really no point of being there. I don't right. know. It's just I, that is something I don't care for as much. Uh, and again, just like the 2007 movie, I think that there was too many kills. You know, there's 24 total in this movie. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I just it, it takes away from the story, and they they rely too heavily on the kills. Yeah. But um, but I definitely like this one more than I did the 2007. Movie again, it's mainly about the originality of it, just kind of something that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, probably not going to watch it uh, again, <laughs> especially anytime soon. But yeah, 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 we're on. Uh, and again, 24 kills in this one between the deleted scenes and the unrated version, theatrical version, all that stuff. I'm gonna say my, my favorite kill of the movie is when Loomis dies, uh, Malcolm <laughs> McDowell, because you really don't like him in this movie at all. So I think that's kind of the best person to go. And it's a pretty gruesome one, too. I mean, he gets slashed six times, stabbed nine times in the face and the chest. So, Oof. yeah. That would uh, that would kind of ruin your day pretty yeah, good. Yeah. That, that's not going to end well for you. Yeah. And, and, and that's the first time we hear Michael speak as an adult. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, wow. Because he says, die. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? You got a favorite kill? The uh, hospital for me, just um, kind of that whole sequence. Yeah, but that particularly the uh, the nurse when she gets stabbed and you you, you hear Michael uh, like you you hear him vocal about it, you know um, that that whole hospital scene was. I would rewatch it for that. Yeah, um, it's definitely worth a rewatch for me with that, that scene. Part. Yeah, I like I like when he gets Loomis, you know, because it's kind of the. Again, it's that uh, their relationship, you know, kind of. It's where you see him actually physically, like, murder Loomis, and it happens. Otherwise, it's just, it's kind of left to open to interpretation. Did Loomis die there? Is he still alive in all the other movies? So that's kind of, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, all in all, this movie is there. It happened. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, hell, whenever I knew that, whenever I heard that they were making a sequel, you know, before I knew anything about it, I was excited. I'm always excited to hear that there's new Halloween content coming out. <laughs> Honestly, this was the first one that I just wasn't really excited about. Really? Yeah, I saw it and I was like, why are they making another Rob Zombie Halloween movie? Why is it called Halloween 2 when there's already a Halloween 2? This movie doesn't look very intriguing. The poster looks not great. Yeah. I, I just wasn't really into it, so I waited for it to come out and, and I rented it and I. 
I don't know if I fell asleep or just wasn't really digging it. I turned it off. Uh, but upon a second uh, watch, when I revisited this one with uh, Evil Eddie, I, I was like, okay, you know what? I actually kind of do like this one. It's okay. Yeah. Your journey came back. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. And, then, and that's something that Eddie told me was going to happen. He's like, I think you're going to like this movie more than, than you realize. Than you realize yeah, it too well. Yeah, and, uh, and he was right, so... Good stuff there, but there it is. Nothing else uh, from from me on this film. Mm-mm. Any any tidbits of trivia that yeah. are interesting? Okay, there's really one pretty interesting when Malcolm McDowell, when he's at the press conference and everyone's kind of heckling him, he says, "Let's get things nice and sparkling clear." He's actually quoting um, his character in Clockwork Orange, uh, Alex DeLodge. He's mm. like, that's an actual quote from him in that movie. That's cool. So, oh, damn. Very cool. Um, Margot Kidder plays Lori's doctor. Her um, name's Barbara in that. Her name's Barbara in Black Christmas, too, so. Yeah, oh. same, Black Christmas, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Rob Zombie also did not use Sid, Sid Haig or Bill Mosley or Tom Towles, um, who he uses in every fucking movie. Uh, so. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Do not make an appearance so, in this one. This is kind of something cool about Captain Clegg. So it's a guy named Jesse Dayton. Um, he is out of Austin, Texas. Oh. So, yeah, so he's, he actually is a musician, and... That's what I was wondering, if there's any, anyone in there that, you know, may play in another band, or maybe... Yeah, so, yeah, I guess he's just friends with Rob Zombie in somehow, some way. Uh, he has some, like, some associated acts with, uh, with Willie Nelson. Oh, there we go. Uh, but he's from Beaumont, which is just kind of neat little, little sure. something, yeah, be a, a Texas boy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I mean, there there are a couple of really cool songs on that Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures album. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the fuck out of yeah. it. So. I mean, the, the, the fact that they not only created a fake band for the movie, but that band created an album that you can get. That's yeah. Kinda, that's, yeah. That's, that's not something you normally you see. You see that, too. And right. Captain yeah. Clegg is from something else. It's a movie from 1962. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and what what's the full name of the band? Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures. Yeah, uh, that that's a movie. Uh, Night Creatures, another yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. So um, and Rob Zombie actually offered John Carpenter a cameo, and he's like, "Well, after what you did with uh, yep. in two thousand seven, I think I'll Carpenter. pass." Yeah, I'd rather do um, anything. With being <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> John Carpenter's like, ah, "I'm thinking I'm going to be busy writing another Ghost of Mars movie." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Way too much to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's okay. all I got. All guys, right, boys. You guys want to finish this podcast? Let's up do it, do. man. We are we are here. We see the light, Caroline. Different franchise, but we're there. 2018. So fucking nine years later. Nine yeah. years. Nine years without old Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boys, we've arrived. At least for now, this is it. This is the last Halloween movie that uh, we'll be talking about for right now. I'm actually pretty happy about that. I think we're all kind of excited yeah. to say, hey, we're going to put, like I said, a nice little orange and, and black bow on this franchise for now uh, and, and move on. But we, we can't do that until we, we discuss Halloween 2018. So we're, we're, we're here, boys. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. 
Um, I'm going to reluctantly give it a thumbs down. Okay. Wow. Okay. So for David Gordon Green, Halloween 2018, <laughs> I give it a thumbs up. Which should have been the name of the movie. It would have been a more intriguing name than yes, just Halloween, yeah. seeing as how it's the third time a movie's been called Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Third, third time. time. Third time. and Third times. And I, yeah, thumbs up for me. And uh, it's not just because of the name either, right? It's, you know, based on that alone, that wouldn't be a thumbs up. I think they could have done something better. But before we do, we've got some... Some other things we have to, to, to talk about, right? Yeah. We're on a roll here. This is what we do here at 66.6 The Horror, where we obsess, stress, and digress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we digress. We digress quite a bit. No, but we're, we're going to talk about what this VHS box art looks like, or the DVD case, and we're going to return that piece of shit. There we go. And we're going to pick up... Could you be careful with the tape? And no, and because no one else is going to rent this movie, Martha. I'm canceling your membership. Good, because you know what? I think we're gonna we're gonna have to find a new video store to rent. Hey, hey, I got an idea. There's an Asian video store uh, down oh. the street that we might be able to rent some. I uh, think it'd be. Set. You know I, what? Let's go there. I, I'm so tired of Martha at prime time over here. This yeah, fucking sucks. She's yeah. really kind of I just want to. I just want to change something up. Let's go to this Asian place that that Eddie knows. We'll about. do that next time. Let's do that next okay. time. We'll, we'll, we'll get Martha her stupid fucking tape back. Yeah, she can't yeah. hear me, can she? No, she's deaf. Oh, she's she's old. <laughs> she's deaf and blind. So yeah. So the synopsis here. Let, let's 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 go through that first. Eddie, for one the last time, time. One, one more, one last time, time on this franchise. Once more with feeling, with a little gusto. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. It's been forty years since Laurie Strode survived a vicious attack from crazed killer Michael Myers on Halloween night. Locked up in an institution, Myers manages to escape when his bus transfer goes horribly wrong. Lori now faces a terrifying showdown when the masked madman returns to Haddonfield, Illinois. But this time, she's ready for him. Ah! That was a good... I, I, I like that. Yeah. I that, thought, that felt good. That sounds like a movie I might like to watch. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, I probably was going to watch it anyway, but yeah. this definitely gets me excited. Okay? Right. I'm, the question isn't about watching, is it, as much as recommending? Recommending. Oh, yeah. oh so. Based on that, the synopsis, I'd recommend it. I'd watch it. Uh, cover up. Cover our cool. boys. I can't tell which is Michael and which is Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not down for the the uh, cover art or the poster on this one. I remember when they first released, like it was like the first image, which ended up being the poster, I believe, uh, of Michael's mask. And and though I like the mask in the movie, it's very strange looking in the poster. Yeah, the lighting makes it look just like kind of like an old man. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. Yeah. I guess it's 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 gone back to something more simple, which is what we what I at least you know I liked about some of the original cover art. But I, I mean I think that it it works just fine. I'd put it there with Halloween Six. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it, 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 it draws me to it. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's not misleading in any way either. No. Got, not like four or five. No, you know? no, no, I agree. So, uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of break this movie down a little bit and discuss uh, what it does for us as far as falling into the Halloween franchise or as a movie itself. Hooligan, why don't you get us kicked off? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, let's just kind of dive right in. I, I think that uh, Michael is great in this movie. The mask is is very good. I, I don't understand why 
the mask doesn't really look like the original mask. Kind of does, but doesn't. It's like it wants to. Like it almost, yeah, like you said, it almost does, but it's just something not quite right. Not quite right. And what's funny about it is that uh, I guess somebody still has the original mask from 78, and they posted it online of like what it looks like mm-hmm. today, and it's kind of falling apart and things, yeah. but it still looks like the original mask. So like and original this mask. mask does not look like that, yeah. so kind of, kind of strange. But I still like the mask nonetheless. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And James Jude Courtney playing Michael Myers did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. Um, Nick Castle also makes a cameo in this film as Michael, which is really cool. That's neat. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Um, I like the kills in this movie. I think that they're really, really well done. The sequence of him going from mm-hmm. house to house, it kind of that mm-hmm. uh, way where the camera follows him. Boy, in that fantastic. Oh, Awesome. One of the coolest like, scenes or in, in all the franchise. I think it's really, really yeah. cool how they did that. I like the style of the movie. The pacing is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way that Michael kind of moves around, which really goes back to James Jude Courtney and just liking him in general. Uh, I, I liked all that. The cinematography is very good. I mean, it looks like a nice modern movie. Michael Simmons is who did the cinematography on this one. Great, great job there. The score is obviously fucking badass. John Carpenter came back with his son, Cody Carpenter, uh, to create this. So a lot of it sounds pretty similar to the original soundtrack, yeah. but a little more synthy. You know, they add yeah, some Yeah, it's got cool a little more forward to the flow, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one one scene in the movie that they really do. They do, yeah. Fuck, man, that's my favorite uh, yeah. song. I guess yeah. you call it a song out of the score. It's really, really cool. So kind of like I said earlier, though, this kind of I'm kind of going into my things I didn't care for about the movie as much. Um, I think that I wasn't huge on the story. Okay, I really, really wish that they would have done a story that was more similar to H2O. How Lori got you know changes her name, gets away. She's away from Michael. Supposedly he doesn't know where she's at, so on and so forth. Also, I like the fact that he never got caught. Uh, and you kind of always wonder, yeah. well, what was he had been up to for the last 40 years? What's right. been going on and this and that? Um, I did not like how they kind of ignore Halloween 2 all the way up to this one. And they're like, oh, he got caught that night. So, you know, the, the final scene of Halloween when he gets shot and he falls off the, the balcony onto the ground and they go look and he's gone... And it's like, oh, yeah, well, the cops picked him up about a block down the road. It's like, oh, I don't really like that. Yeah. Like, if he would have got away, that would have been much scarier. Yeah. Um, so I don't really care for that. He's in a prison. He breaks out. You know, he comes back to town uh, and, and starts kind of wreaking havoc and everything. Didn't care for that as much. Uh, the characters I'm not huge on. The dialogue is, is just fine, but you don't get to know characters enough to even really like them. So let's go back to Halloween H2O. There's not very many characters. There's not a whole lot of time to get to know them. The pacing's pretty quick in that movie, yet somehow, some way, you still like them. So when they die, you're kind of like, oh, man, you know? I mean, you realize that they're probably going to die. It's a horror movie. But in this one, when people die, you really don't care. You know, they're, they're there, and then they're gone, and it, it is what it is. Yeah. So I didn't really like that. Um, I especially did not like the way that they portray Lori in this movie. She's like Sarah Connor all mm-hmm. of a sudden. She's got all these guns. She's been training. She's got this fucking trap house that she, you know, she's going to trap Michael in the basement. And I don't know. That's really far-fetched. I don't, I don't like that about it at all. I like the Lori from H2O a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, she just seems like a stronger character. Mm-hmm. And she's, um kind of weak in this one even though she's supposed to be this tough like she can beat the fuck out of Michael or she can you know try and survive this thing if he comes back she seems more weak minded 
to me in this version. Um, another person that I just absolutely can't fucking stand in this movie is the Dr. Sartain, I think is how yeah, you say Sar- it. Sartain. Um, that, that is the most Sartain ridiculous or... character in the movie, if not the franchise. It's just not cool. They, it's like they tried to bring somebody back to replace Dr. Loomis, and what just a terrible thing. And then, you, you know, like halfway through the movie, you find out that he was the one who basically let Michael out, and he was the reason all this happened. It's like, man, that's just fucking dumb. Was anyone surprised when that reveal happened? I, I wasn't surprised. You know, because he alludes to something earlier in the movie where Dr. Loomis was the last person to see him in the wild, and you kind of get the sense that he, he envied Loomis for experiencing what what he was like in the wild and seeing him in his element where he's unchained and, and unleashes evil. So I wasn't surprised in the least that that's how that played out. Yeah, it's just so weird how they did yeah. that. I mean, yeah. there's there's so many things about this movie that are great and then so many things that just really don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have gone a, a totally different direction with this. I really think that if it just would have been, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Lori stayed in town, she never left, but I think eventually you just kind of move on. You know, it's been 40 fucking years, you know, so it's kind of like, really, you're still that obsessed with it? I think that that would have been a lot scarier if she just kind of moved on with her life, kind of forgotten about Michael, and then he comes back out of nowhere, and we could have seen what happened. And essentially, if it ended the same way that the original Halloween did, where you think, oh, man, they might have just killed him, and then you look and he's gone, I'm cool with that. it's, It's almost a remake, a modern remake that's 40 years later. But... In the long run, I still give it a thumbs up. I like the movie. I, I tell you, uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie, and let's just start with Lori, I guess. I kind of wish she had a little bit more of Lori Carey in her, but I'm actually okay with her being the Sarah Connor badass Lori. If she had a bit too much, too much Lori Carey in her, then I would have felt like, well, they've already done that. And with a film that is now stretched out for 40 years and gone down different avenues, I think that you have to try some new things. And I think in this case, that roll of the dice, making her this woman who suffers from PTSD and is definitely sort of has this victim's mentality, I think it, I think it does work. And, and for me, it's like I've known people that, that were deployed overseas that saw very little combat but suffer from PTSD. And I think for her... To still be feeling the way that she does 40 years later is actually pretty believable because I, who knows how quick you can get over something. Is she extreme with it? Yeah. <laughs> but in her mind, she knows he's still alive because he's locked up. And so until she knows for sure he's dead or or transferred somewhere where he can't ever leave or far away from her, then maybe she still feels like at some point in time this gentleman could get out. But I think what doesn't work is that for 40 years, she has no reason to think that he could get out, but yet they're playing her character as if it is, like, other things happened throughout, like, he's been out and recaptured and been out. No. If this takes place, this is a direct sequel from the first Halloween in 78, 40 years later, he did get captured by the police, and he's been locked up for 40 years. So I'm kind of with you. It's like, well, shit, get over it. But... Then to again, you, until you've been through something, maybe you never know how, how much of an impact that yeah. has on you because it's fucking ruined her life, right? She's got this sort of awful relationship with her daughter, so we think, right? Like, it's kind of like 
she definitely it's not the best relationship, but you kind of see that um, there's more to play there and then in the end because I think that her daughter all along probably was listening to her and then was buying into it, but I think her daughter's even like, yeah, well, you know, it's been 40 years. It's time for us to move on. But her plan does work. But If that's essentially what she wanted to do was build this trap house, then she got him. And the plan, you know, because you kind of think that, oh, the, the daughter's not going to be strong enough to pull the trigger. But she kind of does. And I thought that was kind of neat because I, I didn't really see that that part of it coming. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I didn't see that coming. It's kind of a neat little thing that's like different. I like the guy that plays the dad. He's kind of funny. He's like, oh, I've got cheese on my cock or something. He says something <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, and I and I, I kind of believe that family dynamic. I've, I've had sort of family members that are deranged, and they kind of show up to a function that you didn't, they weren't really invited to, and it's like she comes stumbling in that restaurant. So a lot of that is believable for me, and I think you get just enough time with these characters to maybe not really care about them, but it's like, there's enough establishment there where it's like, okay, I, I believe them as a family. and um, I will agree with you on that. I think that there are some, some realistic aspects of that. Yeah. And the acting is good. And yeah. I never said it wasn't good. It's just like it's, a lot of the characters you do not get into. There are other really... characters, yes, that, you, that I feel like you don't. And I totally agree with you there. It's just like they're kind of here just to be pawns, just to die. That's kind of how horror movies go, doesn't it, right? Yeah, you you kind of have to have... Kind of have to have victims. Kind of have to lead the lambs to slaughter, so to speak. And the Sartain is awful. Um, boy, that is a that is a real like low point in the franchise for a movie that I feel like there's a lot of things that work. That is one of the dumbest choices they could have could have made. Um, I guess you have to have a way for him to escape, and his obsession with Michael and wanting to see him out there in the wild and experience true evil is the reason, but I think he could have easily just said, okay, Michael fucking escaped. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have to have this, like, Loomis 2.0, which actually, saying he's Loomis 2.0, is, is that shouldn't that's even say fair. that. That's not that's not fair at all. He's he's Loomis negative 100. You know, it's yeah, just... Like, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, honestly, if you think about it, if they never would have put that in the movie, it would have had no impact yeah. on the all film. All you gotta say is he escaped. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, and so yeah, that doesn't work for me. And uh, but a lot of the other stuff does. I thought that the the young kid that's the babysitter and the back and forth between her, it's like, man, you used to be cool, and I I know you're gonna smoke weed. Like I liked him, and uh, it's just like a, kind of a cute moment there. And you don't know at that time when you get introduced to that character if he's gonna fucking kill that kid or not because he does. He kills that kid in a truck, which I was really shocked to see. Not that Michael's above it, or he wouldn't, but there have been, like, an HGO. He didn't kill that mom and daughter in the rest stop. Well, he right? doesn't kill a baby in this one. And he doesn't kill the baby in this one, but he kills that little kid in the truck. Um, so you think... The one with his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he fucking doesn't deserve any mercy there. I'm glad he didn't kill the baby, because that almost would have been a bit too much. Uh, but, yeah, there's some... The music's great. I think the mask is better than what we've seen it in previous films. There's some really good kill scenes. I, it felt like a Halloween movie, which both the Rob Zombie movies didn't really. Uh, a Resurrection didn't really. So I thought it felt like a Halloween movie. Love the music, and I and I and I'm a big fan of. And I know you guys are, but I'm a big fan of the pre-credits, like a little something 
and then the music kicks in and it's like and the, the credits start rolling I kind of like that for some reason mm-hmm. and I love how the, the yeah. jack-o'-lanterns kind of being inflated mm-hmm. oh, so no, I forgot to, to touch on that earlier I love the intro in this yeah. movie yeah. It's, the, it's the third one in the franchise that has that particular the, intro with the jack-o'-lantern yeah. and I love how this one's like the rotting pumpkin is coming back yeah, to life it's kind of bringing it back to life yeah. which I think speaks a lot for what this movie does I think it does breathe some new life into this and my last little tidbit that I guess I'll say I don't know how I feel about the podcasters there's some like wonky moments in there in that movie where it's like they must be really popular podcasts to have that sort of disposable income let's just say yeah to right? be able to they, get the mask they're dishing out yeah and they, they yeah. must really be popular so it's like eh doesn't necessarily work, but whatever. They get killed off early on in the movie. I will say, though, with the podcasters, I do love the scene when they get to the gas station and you see Michael. Yeah, right in the in background. The, in the background. Yeah. Not in the, no, not focused in on him, but yeah. you see him killing somebody in the background. I love that. And, the, and, and in the past, the movie's really great about having those sort of moments out of focus in the background that really work, and I'm glad to see that they kind of did that again. And one thing that I absolutely love about this movie is that Michael is, to me, human again. Gunshots hurt. Um, he's not teleporting from one place to another and having this weird thing. He's an actual human again. He's not superhuman. He's a he's a average size dude. Um, he's vulnerable. At the end, he gets his ass kicked, and you, I mean, you can you can tell that like they kind of took it back to him being actual human. Where I think it started to drift away by no fault of their own. You got to keep a franchise fresh. But I was glad to see that it's like, hey, let's go back to him actually being a human. And for as much as I love this franchise, I can say, hey, I have the original 78 I love, I have Halloween 2 and 81 I love, and then I have a whole other storyline that picks up from where one left off if I I can have my taster's choice of the day. It's like, yeah, actually I kind of want to, 2018, I kind of want to go with that. I think it's kind of cool with a franchise I love so much has these different sort of plot lines. Like I wish other franchises that I love kind of did branching stories instead of trying to continue on with something just beating a dead horse. Because that's where you get the Cult of Thorn. That's where you get shit that just they try that doesn't work. At least it's like if you're going to reimagine or redo it, I think this one definitely did it Did it right. Absolutely. It's just mm-hmm. so cool how it does that. And we have like the producer's cut of, of Six. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, there's so many different little things really that this is. franchise has. It's, it's very uh, it's like, a special, special franchise. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. So that's that's all I've really got. That's all I really got. Ed, Ed, Eduardo. You know, I gave it a thumbs down. I didn't give it a thumbs down because I hate the movie. I, I don't want. Well, it's to get not the... what you said earlier before we started recording. You said you'd rather uh, poke your own eyeballs out than watch <laughs> this again. I did not. <laughs> you know, guys, I'd rather poke my own eyeballs out than read this. <laughs> hey, how the fuck did you record that shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I want you to poke your eyes out. No, They're no, real, you got some pretty eyes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I don't hate this film. The concept itself was good. The idea was there. It just didn't execute the way I wanted to. I mean, this one, I think, Mr. Mark. Uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, some positives. Michael. Uh, this might be my third favorite Michael. Say he's kind of a three-way tie with uh, Wilbur and um, Dick Warlock. You okay, know? yeah. Laurie. Um <laughs> Between Laurie and the Doctor, those two kind of ruin it for me. 
Dr. Sartain, I fucking hated. I thought, um, I, I can't, I, I, you guys have said it enough. I'm not going to regurgitate what you already said. He's awful. I thought you liked him. You told me that you wanted to grow your mustache out like him. I did not goddamn say that. <laughs> He's going to get pissed. You know that, right? <laughs> you, you know that Dr. Sartain, I liked him, man. I liked the way his mustache. How the fuck are you getting all these goddamn recordings? <laughs> No, no, but uh, couldn't stand Doctor Sartain. I, I, I agree. He should have been cut from it. He, he was not interesting. He, I, I just can't stand him. Laurie, again, how is someone so incapable of living a normal lifestyle? It's like for forty years she's lived the same. It's the same thing every year. I, I just, they don't portray her like in Halloween H two O. She at least got on with life. Yeah, she changed her name. Yeah, she's still hurt by it. You know, obviously, it's not 100% healed, but she she was able to, you know, raise a son, get a job. They really do drive that point yeah. home with her that she's fucked up. And, like, I, yeah, it, it, it's it kind of is wearing. Yeah. It's like, okay, it, it, it's she, 40 years. The podcasters, the, the, that whole thing, I, I didn't really care for them at all. They, n- number one, I hate the interaction between them and Sartain. Because at the very beginning, Sartain basically just says, yeah, you could, you could taunt him with that mask and all that. You know, you could just get up right there close. How the fuck did they get that mask, by the way? How is that, um... So is it, is it, is it the, is it supposed to be, like, the actual mask that they somehow got from evidence? You know or is it a mask that, like, looks like what is described? Because it never really goes into that. It never does, but they pull it out like it is. Like, like it is, right? Like, so it leads I got you to, to show you. Yeah, yeah, so it does lead you to believe, like, that this is, they've got this from, you know, tucked away, hidden yeah. evidence. Theory time. Yeah. We do say that the mask looks a bit different from the original. It Maybe does. it's not. The original yeah. mask. Yeah, it may not be, but it, yeah, it doesn't tell you either way. Yeah. Huh. If it is or if it isn't. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Sartain is like, yeah, fucking go ahead and, and tease him anyway, because I'm going to re- be letting him out here in a couple days. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's, yeah. But you're you're definitely on to something there, buddy. Like, those those podcasters don't, don't do a lot. I like when, you know, I like their demise in the, at the rest stop. I, I like that whole thing, but I can't stand... Anything leading up to that. Uh, yeah, let's go through a few likes. I do like the granddaughter. I thought she was good. Mm. I, th- I liked her two stoner friends. I thought they were great. I, lo- I love the, the kid, the, the interaction with them. Very, very reminiscent of Tommy and Lori back from the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hooligan, you said, like, H2O, you didn't get a lot of time with the characters, but you still got to know them and like them. This does the same thing. Just the, the little interactions, like the... Father and son, they're driving. Just that conversation gets you locked in. They do that. They just miss the mark. I think they do plenty of opportunities to character develop, but they just they just can, don't get it right. But they do it in that scene, the kid and the uh, father. You know, the, the movie is so focused on doing all these throwbacks and convoluting it everything with, um, with everything and mm. just the storyline of... And that's why I give it a thumbs down. It, it it doesn't hit on Michael going out there and killing and everyone else just unbeknownst to them. It, it really focuses on doing all these throwbacks, like giving nods to every fucking previous movie in the franchise and then talking about Lori and her PTSD and then this half-baked ending. 
Well, we'll just say that her house is a trap house. Yeah, that, that, that'll work, right? That'll yeah. get the movie over yeah. with, right? Kind of thrown together a bit. Yeah. Yeah. If it, John Carpenter is amazing with the score, so there's there's definitely some hits. I, I didn't want to give it a thumbs down, but I felt like it just... I, I hope... I don't hate it. I think that doing a sequel to that movie again with Halloween Kills is going to be just fine and Halloween ends. I think, I think those could... St- potentially be a lot better and I hope that's what we get sure I hope that they got all they learned a lot from this one they certainly could have improved this a lot more hey man I I know that you and I and uh, and Hooligan have had conversations about this movie and you made points to where I was really rethinking like how much did I really like this movie but you bring up really good points you know that there there are some things where it's like well we're 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 going on with a different plot line here. Um, we're continuing from the first movie, but they spend a lot of they do spend a lot of the movie having these little clever throwbacks of the rest of the franchise mm-hmm. instead of just pushing forward with something mm-hmm. something new. And that's definitely kind of a red flag for me. And I do hope that like the next two movies aren't just a lot more of that. So all in all, if they would have just started at the rest stop kill and ended right before the house invasion. Uh, the movie would have been fine. Uh, right. I would have really liked it. I yeah. Like, I like and and take the Doctor Sartain stuff out altogether. That, yeah. I mean, that would have been a, a that's pretty a good big movie. one, man. Yeah, yeah that, that's like, a big one. Well, you're right. Like he never was in prison, so you never see the escape. It just starts at the rest stop, and then all the way to the end, and then they figured out a different ending without the Doctor Sartain bullshit. That would have been a, a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. it really would. And yeah. the, the the crazy thing is too, it's kind of the, like what Lynn was just talking about, but. Uh, Eddie and I went and saw this together at the mm. movie theater. Mm-hmm. And the first time we watched it, I remember walking out going, holy fuck, I really liked that yeah. movie. And I remember Evil Eddie not saying much. You Dude, know? What does that mean? Yeah, your, was, your lack of silence, or your, your lack of uh, words concerns me. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I was kind of like, huh. Well, I decided about a week later to go see it again. Watch and it and I said, you know what? I'm going to go by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go in just to kind of analyze this thing and and so, yeah. And upon a, a second watch, I was like, mm. it was it was almost kind of hard to get through it for me, to be honest. Yeah. But there was I was going, well, there's there's a lot of things about this movie I don't really care for. Still give it a thumbs up. Still like the movie, but quite a few things that you kind of go, huh? They had a lot of options. Mm-hmm. They had a big budget. This movie made a fuck ton of money, by the way. They did. Um, a lot of money. But it, I just thought, you know, there's a lot of things they could have done differently. Uh, a lot of time and and effort went into this. And you just kind of want to say, why did they decide upon this? It had to have been a, a creative team uh, deciding, like, yeah, this is the route we want to go. Yeah, like, have this fucking random-ass doctor in there that makes zero sense and it's going to get on everyone's nerves. Throw his ass in there. That's good. You know, things like that. It just doesn't really doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, so Eddie, I, I see exactly where you're coming yeah. from with the dislikes. I, I have the same dislikes. Yet, something about this movie, maybe it's just the... The overall look of it, the mask, uh, it's a fucking Halloween There's movie. a lot of ups on it, and don't get me wrong, I, and I agree with all the likes. Yeah. I, I just... Um, God bless. Sorry, I just I just realized something. Uh, budget $10 million, gross $316 million. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they raked it. It, it is they, the highest grossing Halloween film. Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they could have, I mean... That's the money they had to work with, but maybe they chose not to make it a huge bunch. Maybe they knew if, like, if they if they hit it just right, then they could make a shit ton of money off this movie, which is what they did. They didn't, you know, I don't know. It didn't to me. 
you don't have to have a huge budget, obviously. Yeah, the like first one's 300000 But yeah, still, $10 million, I felt like they could have done more. Uh, or maybe less. I don't know. Maybe don't they know, put $10 too million much in. is not that much money. Uh, I guess in the grand scheme of, of filmmaking these days, yeah, it's really not. I mean, yeah, but... I did, that I did not realize. When you said that, I was like, let me look that up real fast. Mm-hmm. But damn, did um, it make some money. I mean, shit. That's crazy. But uh, is there any trivia on this one? The kid being babysat is wearing the same pajamas as Tommy Doyle is. In oh, that's cool. One. So um little nod to the first one. Uh, they did a lot of that. The sheriff, who I forgot to mention, I like the sheriff in this. I'm sad that he died. Oh, I know, um, yeah. But I like that actor. I can't remember his he name. He's done a lot, and yeah, I've always liked his character. Yeah, I, he's always he's yeah. never like a main star, but he's always in. He's in a lot of good movies. Yeah, I remember yeah. him in uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. He died, but that's how a horror movie goes. Uh, he's playing pinball. That's actually a Back to the Future pinball machine. And guess what's playing in the background? Oh, what is it, Mister Sandman? Oh, really? Which is in Back to the Future. I'll so, be damned. Um, wow. A little triangle. Yeah. There. A little trifecta. Here's something that I noticed. There is no Halloween H3O. There is a Halloween 10 years later. There is a Halloween 20 years later. And now there's a 40 years later. There was not a 30 years later. Because we got the zombie films. We got zombie. When their father and son are driving and they run into the bus crash, that song that's playing in the background is the song that Lori's seeing in Halloween, the original. Oh, uh, basically, and John Carpenter wrote that into the script. Lori's like, "What song is this?" And he goes, eh, "I don't know, just sing it how how you think it should be should go." Well, basically, someone decided to make a whole song it. out of it. Yeah, and then that's what, what's in the movie. That's what's in the movie. Crazy. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis says that this stands up to the original. Didn't she say that she thought that H2O was great when they made it, and then years later she thought it wasn't very good? Yeah, it's probably just a marketing ploy. Yeah. Because this not is not the, as good as the original. No, no. This isn't anywhere close. No. The throwbacks, there's a Halloween 3 uh, masks. There is. Worn by the trick-or-treaters. There, all there is, yeah. Um, the kids that run into Michael right before he goes on his first rampage, they're dressed, uh, one of them's dressed like Dick Warlock's son from Halloween 2 where he has a boombox. Oh, yeah. And he, oh. Uh, and he runs into Michael. Uh, That's so, right, yeah. A little throwback. Um Oh, uh, last one. The lamp that's spinning around in the kid's room. Uh-huh. If you notice the design on it, it's actually clowns with knives. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, um... That is crazy. Yeah, so, I know one. Uh, I remember yeah. the uh, the baby that Michael doesn't kill. Uh-huh. The noise of the baby crying is Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just fucking weird. That is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. She's like, oh, look, I can do a really good baby impression. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's surprisingly good. We'll keep that I guess in. we'll yeah. use it. Thank yeah. you. I'm going to charge another million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Oh, man. That's a $9 million budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. So right. Uh, what about some, some kills, bruh? We've got 19 total kills. Okay. Wow, that movie. many? Yeah, there's quite a few in this one. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with best kill for myself is Oscar. 
the uh, the kid in the uh, yard, played by Drew Sheed. I guess is his last name. Is that the one where he's like Shed? he thinks he's talking to the guy that like lives in the house, and he's like, dude, I'm sorry, yeah. I just had like kind of a, a shitty night. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So he's uh, and then I, I love it because it's like he sees Michael, and then the the lights go out because there's it's like motion sensored lights. Yeah, and then he keeps getting closer and closer yeah. every time. And then he finally gets him, and he stabs in the back. And then his head is impaled on the gate spike. Mm. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was cool. uh, Not believable, but cool. But cool. My favorite kill of the movie, yeah. Those motion sensor lights have really good timing for serial killers. They must, yeah. They must. It's serial killer's wet dream. I thought something that wasn't necessarily believable, but kind of cool, and actually came with the figures when he decapitates the the head of the police officer and kind of carves a jack-o'-lantern in its face. It's like... The yeah. Man O' Lantern. Yeah, the Man O' Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like far fetched, but still cool. Super far fetched. Yeah. I mean, he, he does that pretty quick. You know, that that would take some, some time to do, unless he's got just a really fucking huge knife. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Eddie, favorite kill? I'm going to put, because it's kind of been one shot when he first goes on the rampage where he kills uh, Mrs. Alves' uh, character with the rollers, where he oh, grabs yeah. a hammer, gets a knife, and then goes and slits the babysitter's throat. Just the way that was shot. I, I, I love that. Yeah. I, even though it's two kills, it's all cut into one scene. I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a really good yeah. job with that. And it's it's very realistic. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, those are the... Well, I guess there's some some other kills that are realistic, but those are the most realistic in the film, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are true home invasions. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. I And I remember watching this in the theaters thinking, like, it felt like he was killing a lot more people in this movie than he did in previous movies, but I guess it's not quite as many as the most, but definitely more than some of the original, you know, the first oh, they you know, couple. Sh- they certainly amped it up yeah. from, uh, from the original movie. Yeah. The original two, I guess. Well, they skipped two, but anyways, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So, all in all, pretty good flick. Sure. Um, you know, I, I can understand why Eddie gave it a thumbs down, certainly. but, uh, you know... I think we're all very excited about Halloween Kills that comes out this October. I mean, sure, and, they do uh, it, yeah. You know, the next year, uh, Halloween Ends comes out. I think they're filming them back-to-back, so exciting stuff. Can't wait to see the trailer and the poster and everything for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and as that gets closer, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it more. Maybe our impressions of some of the, the trailers that actually show, show some more plot line. And, of course, we'll give you our thoughts of it as soon as it comes out. You know, we'll maybe do something, something special, you yeah. know, talking about, you know, what our what our hopes and, and predictions are and then maybe like what our um, what it turned out to be I think that would be kind of neat yeah. you know if we can throw something like that together but so I think as far as talking about the films that about wraps it up for, for these and we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and, and uh, being a part of this you know I have to say too I mean uh, um, this has been a very exciting thing uh, kind of diving into uh, doing a podcast in general. You know, the first episode was really just us kind of introducing ourselves. This was, the second episode was the first real, real podcast where mm-hmm. we talked about a, a movie and it happened to be a franchise. You know, we we knew that it was going to be ambitious choosing Halloween, uh, the entire franchise, and trying to do 11 movies into one podcast and make it still relevant and not boring for you guys. It spans and, over 40 fucking years. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, they've consistently been pumping these films out since 1978 for mm-hmm. the most part. You're right. And you break it down by, you know, year, you know, by five years, ten years, whatever. I mean, it's they've been a part of of horror film culture for, for that long. It sets the bar for a lot of other horror films, and, and we know that it may be a little on the cliche side to cover this one first, but 
this is something that means a lot to us. Mm. And we, we thought, you know what, let's do something that's like that first, and then we'll go from there. So, you know, don't expect complete franchises for a while. Uh, we're going to do some kind of random one-off movies where we all choose one each, and, and we'll talk about those. So yeah. really, most of our episodes are going to be just three films, and we'll speak probably 15 to 20 minutes sure. on each of them. And uh, it's going to be kind of a fun deal for everybody. But thank you guys so much for those who've uh, listened in and, and uh, liked and subscribed our stuff. Please share the word about our podcast. Yeah, share the brilliance. And, um, and yeah. Do you agree or disagree with us? Did we miss something? Is there something horror-related that you would like to hear us cover? Make sure to let us know. Like and subscribe on social media to keep in touch with us between episodes. We look forward to hearing from you, so listen up. And remember, stay stay scary. scary. Get six.